Hello, amigo. Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens one on Instagram. If you didn't know, I do. I smoke weed. Welcome to Weed Nerd World. Hopefully, you guys have had a great, great Monday, great kickoff to your week. We're looking forward to hanging out with a few people, seeing where the fun goes. Holy cow, was that ball guy talking in the background? Chat popped out. Jack Greenstock. Cheers. Dust Rose. How you doing, my friend? Hill Billy. Hill Jester. Azoli. How you doing, Mr. Greenfingers? Hope you guys are smoking some weed. Jeff Papala. How you doing, my friend? I'm definitely not high right now. I need to work out, man. Flying Cats adjusted this song a few days ago, and I've been rocking it out still. Joe Wye, cheers, Flying Cat. Cheers, Brad. I need to work out, man. I need to work out, man. I do smoke weed, but I'm not smoking weed right now. Working on some little nugs right here. Try to find some little little bit of uh, some of that silverback gelato. Gelato. Oops, sorry, Smiley. Got to finish your episode later. Oh, sorry. He does have that habit of showing, putting them up right before the show. I don't know why this doesn't come out of Cheryl. Cheers, Miss Smiley. Hopefully you're paying for what you're watching. Didn't miss you while you was in uh, good old Texas. Ned Denver, cheers to you. SoCal, congratulations on that uh, 50 subs so you can do that live. Couldn't find you. Don't know what I'm doing here yet. Ah, you definitely know what you're doing. Hey, Spoo3223. How you doing? See more cuts. How you doing? Got Jack Greenstock popping in already. Invading the winning. How are you doing? Ready to smoke weed with me, Jack? I am, sir. Indeed. I'll be ahead of you. What you got? Uh, it's a phenotype of cookies called dough. Like cookie dough, D-O-U-G-H. It's from Fresh Baked out of uh, Long Beach, California. I'd say they're like my number two as far as legal brands go for flour. My wife brings home a bunch of samples. This is a free sample, so uh, it's, it's pretty solid. But You said my favorite, one of my favorite words, free. 
Yep. <laughs> Who doesn't love free samples, man? It's hard not to, right? I mean, I'm just appreciative of them, good or bad. I just take it for what it's worth, and I note in my head who is doing what of the people that I get free samples of. And if I am going to spend my hard-earned dollar at a shop, then uh, hopefully I don't waste it too much. So. What are you smoking on? I'm rolling up some uh, silverback gelato. Oh, yeah. I did hear you say that. Probably a bunch of Keith I'm going to throw in there, too, just to turbocharge it, I guess, as Remo would say. Is it like a farmer's Keith where it was just like a blend of all the strains you've been harvesting for a while? or do you... Yeah. That's, that's I don't know why. I haven't. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I used to go out of my way to separate that shit. And unless I was like, you know, had a purpose, you know what I mean? I was going to fucking give it to somebody just strain Pacific or heaven forbid I enter a contest, which, you know, isn't going to happen. I, I like to mix them, man. I like that, like, punch taste. And there's times I think I, I can't remember who who was on the other day that was talking about the like festival hash, but you can hit like nodes of different things every so often. You're like, oh yeah, I can taste that silverback. Oh yeah, I can taste that. Yep. No, I definitely, uh, I can relate to that there. When you get something that you can taste coming out, but I also like the festival hash or, uh, farmer's hash some people call it where you just mix all the strains together i think the broader endocannabinoid profile you can get for most people is probably going to be better because you probably have things going on that you don't even know like little minor shit in your body that you're not even aware of that needs some help a little pick me up from some endocannabinoid or terpene or flavonoid or whatever this beautiful plant offers us and like rick simpson i think he was one of the most uh, successful with the cannabis oils and he recommended using a five strain blend of like potent indicas and i think having five different strains he got that um basically entourage effect across a broader spectrum even though he only recommended indica um i still think you get a pretty wide array of minor cannabinoids and a whole bunch of other stuff and like you said he also recommended using whole plant leaf stalk fucking everything you just throw it all in there basically get as much return as possible. And in that, it might not be as pure of a THC concentration, but you're getting chlorophyll, which is good for your blood and for your digestion and other things. So it's interesting. There's so many ways to uh, approach it and it really all just depends on what each individual's medical ailment is, but I love talking about it, growing it, smoking it. I was just uh, doing the Cushman chiropractic with some of my velvet punch where you like kind of between every single node kind of pinch them bend them and like baby super crop kind of is what i call it you're not like totally bending it over but you're breaking the tissue and the cell walls a little bit and if you wanted to you can flop it over on the side and uh just doing that even i'm about to flip in probably a few days here but the fuely danky smell coming off of two of the phenos is just it smells like finished bud already like it smells so dank so i'm really looking forward to seeing those two phenos in flower here shortly I was uh, I was uh, 
looking forward to showing you say what not so long ago. That was the first person I actually kind of heard talk about the super cropping in between notes like that uh, was with her. But uh, as far as we, what we were talking about earlier, kind of the hash and the RSO, the FICO, um, I think, you know, as we, we push cannabis higher and higher, trying to get a higher THC number, I think we're actually getting further and further away from medicine, to be honest with you. I think there's just something about that super high THC number that uh, it's robbing other things from the plant. You know what I mean? It's I totally it's agree. A, a valued part of, but I don't think it's all of it by any means. Even in flower eagle, close. I'll tell you this: I've had some uh, wedding cake that tested at twenty eight percent. It tasted like vanilla and like fuel and like cakey. It was great, uh, like how it has kind of been described and got me really medicated. Then I had some wedding cake that tested at forty five percent overall cannabinoids. There's like forty one point something THC. And it tasted like cardboard and it barely got me high. It got me way less high than the 28% stuff did. And it tasted way worse. And I wouldn't, uh, I, in this case, I can't remember if I purchased it or not. It doesn't matter, but I wouldn't buy it again, knowing the percentages and knowing it's the same strain, same cut, it's grown by different farmers. I preferred the one that had the lower percentage at, by a long shot. Like one bowl of the 28% would make me feel good. We're like three, four, or five bowls of the uh, fucking 45 percenter. It's just like you don't even want to smoke it. You're like challenging yourself to finish a bowl because it just doesn't. A lot of the shit just tastes like cardboard. Like cardboard terps is a joke for a reason. I think it's. I don't know if you've seen that going around, but I, I definitely have uh, seen the flower and I've seen the memes. It's a good way to describe it. Man, fucking, I was checking out my neck there, man. And fucking, uh, every so often, I'll, I'll uh, hit my fucking, do a little pre-show shave with the with the cordless there. That fucker's vicious, man. Sometimes, man. They say, man, I love hate relationship with them. That thing's got some new blades too. It shouldn't be so bad. I spent way too much money on one of those things when I was in college, and. Uh... Because I have arthritis, I fucking shape like a leaf most of the time. So if I shave with a regular razor, I cut the hell out of myself. So I wanted to, you know, look professional. I have a clean shaven face, and I'd use one of those kind of in the shower, or I'd use it with shaving cream, or fucking shaving gel, or butter, whatever the fuck they recommend. I've tried it all, and I always ended up with skin irritation, new blades, old blades, whatever the fuck. Like cleaning it vigorously. So thank, thankfully, finally, at some point, I realized that uh, not only was it better for me to have a beard for my job because like uh imagine if i was like a poker player having um facial expressions be visible um is actually a bad thing in my job in the career path that i'm in so growing the beard out actually helps a bit with uh i work with a population the kids uh, that with special needs sometimes they enjoy getting a reaction out of people and the less reaction you show on your face the better in some of these intense moments and having a beard covers up some of the reactions that a clean shaven face would reveal so it's a benefit and also it shaves <laughs> shaves me time off my day of shaving because i fucking hated shaving i always shake and cut myself and hey. it's it's more work so every like once a month maybe my wife and i now i used to go to a barber but i have clippers and i used to cut my hair for football so 
I shave my head, my wife touches it up, and then I trim the beard and she uh, fixes up the mustache. So minimal effort, minimal time. Cheers, okay. Uh, welcome. What's going on, guys? I had to swipe over so now I could see. We got all three of us. Yeah, I agree, Jack. Shaving sucks. I'm with you, 100%, as we can uh, show with our beards. I, I kind of gave up on it, you know. <laughs> the only thing I will say about having a beard is occasionally it gets to the point where the length is so long, and I don't like do a good enough job brushing and combing it uh, to keep it out of my mouth that it gets to a point where food starts getting in there, and I'm like, well, fuck, now I got to yeah. figure it out. But yeah, Other it's that, usually like the corners of the mustache right here, you know. You yeah. start chewing on it and shit. So. Yeah, I hate that. Once it gets to that point, I'm like, all right, fucking time to trim. Yep. I know you could just use some scissors and then like let it stay long, but it's at that point I usually am like, uh, it's funny. My wife worked at a real fancy restaurant here in uh, you know coastal San Diego for a while, and they had a thing. They would say you couldn't tell if someone was homeless or a pro surfer. So like, it's like I could get away with it a little bit. It's like the pro surfers walk into some of these like real ritzy restaurants or whatever. But we also have a lot of homeless people here in San Diego and they'll be wandering around the same streets. So it'd be tough for a lot of the employees to recognize like, is that person homeless yeah. or like a pro surfer? I, I try to not get mistaken for. We do have a couple of each of those here, you know? Oh yeah. Just time, honestly, <laughs> more often than not, like not more. I, there, there's a lot of homeless, so you see a bunch of homeless, but you'd see a lot of pro surfers and have no fucking idea here. Or other, like, professional artists or whatever the hell they are. But cheers, uh, Ty. And I don't know if Greenfingers jumped in yet or not, but I thought I heard someone say Greenfingers. But there's Ty. Cheers. Good to see you again. Cheers, Neil. Cheers, Jack. Still Cal, chat. How's it going? Uh, I think it's fine. How you doing? <clears throat> Well, Instagram snagged up my loyalty organics page. Was I'm in fighting with them right now. I just got access back to my loyalty cannabis page. So there is that right now. So I'm going to be getting access back to the social media world. <laughs> nice. So... What do you guys do with your pages, man? I've I've been shadow banned forever, but I've never had one taken down yet. I I have a real strong inclination of I know like what it is. It's it's some people. uh, There's been some people that have been hating for a while on me, I guess, for whatever reason they have in their head. I mean, not really to go down the rabbit hole. No, nobody in our direct community, Uh, and. For whatever reason, I got word that they were just going around reporting a bunch of people that were associated with me, and I was quiet about it. I, I didn't say anything. I would just want to see if anybody else was, you know, getting hit, and nobody else that you know, was directly connected to me was. But yeah, it's, it's it's just sad, you know. You try to help somebody out, and then you find out that you know they've been freaking screwing you, you know, from behind, so to speak. And I mean, it's just social media. I mean not like i was you know doing anything i don't profit from it it's just doing whatever i do but it is what it is just a little irritating you have to go going through all that bs you know 
I feel you. I feel you. It sucks that sometimes people just can't let things be. You know what I mean? Let people go on about their lives. You know, today I kind of uh, seen it over there on uh, on Mink's channel. You know, I I I feel for a lot of as you know, kind of coming through the wave, and I, I don't think I'm done with it by any means because uh, I still get my fair share of bots and everything else. But uh, I seen the him get hit by a nice wave of uh, trolls over there in his chat this morning, and man, that's. You know, we talk about we're talking about dealing with it, you know, behind the scenes and, you know, when the camera is not in your face. But, man, that shit's even tougher, you know, when it's coming at you when you're on camera and you're trying not to fucking let it hit and shit. And you're like, you know what I mean? And it, uh, it was it was shitty to see that this morning. Somebody just trying to take shots and take shots and. You know, he handled it well, but man, that's still, it just sucks that people try to put that in their day. Ah, look, Mr. Smiley. Cheers. Cheers, man. What's up? What up? What's going on, man? Too much. Got this uh, cool hat in the mail today. Says we nerd on it. Yeah, I got some bullshit on Can of Minks deal, but I feel bad, man. They lost his cousin or whatever. It sucks. You know, it's funny because IG deleted my original SoCal Weed Nerd for posting up uh, a DM that somebody had sent me. They wanted to sell me Oxycontin and uh, something else, like Percocet or something. And I was fucking with the dude in the DMs. I'm like, you know, dude, what are you talking about? That's bullshit. You know, I don't do that shit. And then uh, he's like, no, just, you know, he's all, I'll even drop it in the mail for you. And I posted up the conversation and they fucking banned me for sales of drugs. <laughs> when I'm the one calling this idiot out, talking about, yeah, I'll send you Oxycontin in the fucking mail. They're... It's automated most of the time, their algorithm. So unfortunately, it's a robot who's making the determination. And as soon as they see drugs written in the screenshot and a message back and forth, they're not going to take the time to determine if you were the one sending or receiving. So it is right. bullshit. But there is an account recovery process. Brandon Russ gets attacked all the time with this kind of bullshit. I think it's a combination of jealousy. But also, I think certain people uh, are more disagreeable than others. And they will go and get into arguments more often than others online. Sometimes that leads to people getting really pissed off and reporting from like several accounts, like their weed yeah. account, their personal account, all their friends say, hey, report this person. They start stirring up rumors and bullshit. And I think uh, oftentimes though, like Eagle said, he's been shadow banned a few times, but I think if you're good to people in the community for the most part, uh, karma, you know, your account, eh, knock on wood, not to say that anybody whose account has gone gotten deleted is like not a good person or anything but for the most part if you stay out of bullshit and getting into petty arguments on social media i think you'll avoid a lot of the being reported oh, i've had my shit reported for the dumbest things man i had a i had an albino praying mantis that i found on my outdoor plant last year that i posted a picture of and they tried to or they took my account and i i lost it for a minute but i got it back but they tried to take it away for me posting nudity of all things 
I still have the screenshots of the whole friggin' messages that they the back and forth that I had with them. <laughs> Nudity of a praying menace. Good, man. Wow. <laughs> you know, on the other hand, though, like there's another aspect of social media. Like I started my YouTube page on what, like Saturday or something, I think it was. And I started it because, you know, I wanted to be able to live stream when I go ride. And the only way to do that with the GoPro is through uh, YouTube. I can't live stream to IG with the GoPro. So apparently you got to have 50 followers to be able to live stream. Dude, within 24 hours, the Canon community here fucking went and subscribed to my YouTube. So now I got them up to like 60 something. And, uh, you know, the whole plan was coming together. And then I went and completely fucked it up yesterday. Like, I really fucked it up yesterday. So, <laughs> thank you guys for subscribing to my YouTube. Um, be a little patient. It might be a couple of weeks before I'm back on the bike again this time. Damn, brother, you're getting hurt every single time you get on that thing. I feel like you're just getting over the shoulder. I'm not even back to work from the shoulder yet. I'm supposed to go back to work on the first, and then I broke my fucking ankle yesterday. Oh, it's broke? I'm about 99% sure it's broke. God damn. Yeah. yeah. So... A little more stupid, downtime. Stupid fucking freak accident, too. It was like, I wasn't even barely moving. I was uh, coming to a stop. You do that at 10 mile an hour every time. Dude, it's like I told my buddy, though, you know, both times I've got hurt, I was riding with the same guy. And, uh, you know, we're, we're coming up to a stop, and I went to put my foot down, and there was a fucking hole right where I ended up stopping. So, uh, you know, my bike weighs like 450 pounds, you know, soaking wet. And we had just left the gas station. I was maybe a mile out of the gas station, the full tank of gas on that bitch. So there's an extra, you know, five gallons at what, six or eight gallons a pound. So, you know, say 45 extra pounds. And uh, when I went to put my foot down, there was nothing there. I just kind of fell over like in super slow motion, you know. And uh, normally, you know, I just get off the bike, you know, like step off the bike and freaking kind of walk away from it as it falls. Somehow, some way, it caught me. My foot ended up, the back of my knee was under the exhaust pipe. And my foot and ankle were wedged between the bottom side of the fender and the back tire. So I don't know how the fuck that happened. I've tried to put my boot in there like four times now, you know, being off of my foot. And I cannot get the boot to fit back in the fucking spot that it was. So, so you, so Cal, uh, it's really tragically coincidental, but as I subbed up to the, the YouTube today, I thought, Fucking crazy ass reckless weed nerds and shit. I thought of you fucking well, I immediately thought of sub riding dirty. And then I picture you 
on a dirt bike trying to read comments and shit fucking as you're riding i thought this is completely reckless subscribe (laughs) yeah well that ain't gonna happen for a minute now (laughs) well i I thought you said earlier you're gonna try and go out riding this weekend i'm that's my plan but you know we'll see how it looks you know wednesday thursday yeah, I was gonna say you better take it easy and make sure you're healed up, man. I was gonna say you should well, maybe consider just having a little bit more fun in the, the car or something else before your old lady fucking takes that bike and dumps it. Yeah, have her ride in the middle of the desert because nope. have her ride. So under a year, shit. <laughs> hey, the way I look at it is, dude, I've been doing this for forty-five years, so. In those they 45 said, years, I've been hurt twice. They were back-to-back, but, you know. I is there going to be a point? Are you going to be, like, 70? You're going to be, like, Eminem's, like, going to say, said, slap me if I'm still rapping at 45, at 40, and he's, like, 45-plus, still rapping. Are you going to be, like, blind and still riding out there? Or like, when are you going to call it? I'm not saying that you need to now, obviously, but um, is there ever going to be a point where you're, like, hey, I'm I'm not no. fit to ride anymore? Like, I'm in endearing... No. My, my life i could be i could be full-on fucking joe Deme- uh joe biden stage dementia and i'm still riding <laughs> no. what about if we just get you one of those sidecars and you ain't gotta put your feet down nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you come all blazing through the desert like looking like mad max and shit we'll get you a dog with goggles and shit no no Nope. No. I'll I'll uh I'll quit riding the day that I fucking cannot physically start the bike. Fair enough. So like telling me to stop riding is like just telling me to stop breathing, you know. I've been doing it since I was two years old. It's all that I know. You know, 70% of uh men do die from speed related accidents. But well, hopefully I'm part of that 70%. You'll you'll die doing what you love, right? Better than you know, fucking. And I don't know. There's a lot worse ways to go. I'll go out with a smile on my face and the boots on my feet. You know. Just gotta make sure you uh, set up the fan, I guess, before that oh, yeah. time. Oh Hopefully no, it's a was... lot later than sooner. <laughs> I hope it's well, when you're 99 or something or 101. Part of the deal when I started racing again was uh, the wife was like, you're not even fucking entering a race until you buy life insurance. So, you know, if I die on the bike, she's hooked up pretty fat. But, I mean, I figure, I've always known that I was going to die on a motorcycle anyway. So, you know, might as well fucking have fun until it happens, right? It's one of the risks. I mean, even at like 20 or something, you know, Kids get fucking oh, yeah. hit by somebody texting while they're driving. They fucking get over three lanes and hammer somebody yeah. or like drunk or whatever. It's but yeah, you've made it forty plus years, and I commend you for having. <laughs> a, you can't live life in fear. So shit, you're enjoying yourself. No, you if, you were, if you're afraid of getting hurt or failure or whatever, you're never gonna succeed. Yeah, and how how enjoyable of a life could you really live if? Uh, you're really just going to live in fear and like not let. Right. Know. Yeah. Right. I see both sides of it. I'm just glad that you do have some, uh, I know you have a family and sometimes uh, 
we got to think about more than just ourselves. And I'm glad that you've and your your wife encouraged you to get the uh, protection. I guess if, if something were to happen yeah. tragically, more than anything, we just want to be able to call you a fucker and grow out right. your fucking creations because everybody seems to love them. And uh, well, you know, as long as I'm going fast, I'm okay. It's when I go slow that I get hurt. <laughs> Dude, I well, honestly think there is something stoning. to that. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, What's up, guys? Crash, how are you? What's up, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> how's that fucking, how's those sausage toes looking today? I saw those suckers yesterday, man. Oh, my God, guys. They're fucking Throw those things right in a pan and fry them up. Yeah. <laughs> they were huge. Yeah. How's it doing today? No? Good? Uh, it, it, it's pretty bad. It's worse than I thought yesterday. Oh, no. So yeah, you saw that. Uh, yeah, I was live yesterday, right after I crashed when I got home. So yeah, that's when I think I jumped in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me so, pull this fucking boot off. I'll show you what it's looking like now. Oh shit! It um, it's going into that stage where it's starting to get its color. Viewer discretion advised. It's one of the times I'm happy I have like four people on one screen and then uh, two people on the other screen. So sorry, Stanley, I can't see you. I'm swiping over. I don't want to look at SoCal's feet as much as some perverts are probably rubbing themselves off to one right now. I don't know. Some right. sick bastards out there. Is that a normal tank? Fucking webcam. Webcam. <laughs> webcam girls. Oh, in the no. Chat. Webcam. Block the bots. Uh, it's kind of hard no to cow. see. Quit, camera, but. Quit, quit Ooh, your feet on the internet. Ooh, look at that leg. <laughs> look at that shit. It's fucking. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah, it works, looks worse than yesterday now. Yeah. Like down by my heel, like right through here. Yeah. That's like fucking. Dude, that's like Kenyan purple. So. Being it's, a uh, bitch, just walk it off. <laughs> Dude, some dirt on it. That was my thing. I was trying to just walk it off and it fucking swole up on me even worse. So I figure uh, I'll wrap it up in this stupid fucking boot with all this fucking bedazzled bullshit all over it and call it good. You gotta figure out how to invent something so when you go 25 and under training wheels drop down like landing gear. You know, shit, huh? I know I fucking wrecked my shoulder at 19 miles an hour. And then I fuck up my leg at like, you know, two miles an hour. They're making these like airbags for people on motorcycles that you wear as like a vest. <laughs> like, it detects your motion <laughs> falling. And you basically turn into like the fucking Michelin man. So instead of slamming into the ground, you turn that into a fucking awesome. giant puff ball. I tried that. <laughs> yeah, good. try that out here. Right now we have seventy mile an hour winds all day today. Try try doing that out here. So, so it's on a hill. You're like downhill, fucking ah, just fucking. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a few of those airbag vests out, and some of them, um, they're starting to get the uh, technology to where the airbag will actually deploy at the right time. And then there's others that are just like pre-deployed. So I'm kind of waiting for the technology to get a little better. 
There'd be a whole lot more people doing shit they shouldn't be doing then. Right. (laughs) Under the guise of safety. Exactly. (laughs) Need to just kind of give you maybe a dead man switch, kind of, you know what I mean? A ripcord with, have a vest for you with a ripcord. So as soon as you leave the bike, it rips the cord and it just kind of, you know what I mean? A little ball around you and shit. (laughs) (laughs) The How many guys that, will forget though. to unplug that thing, right? And they go to get off the bike and <laughs> laying in the parking lot. <laughs> walking yeah, in the right up, yeah. marshmallow man. <laughs> no, see, the, the problem with the ripcord idea, though, is the fact that uh, when I did my shoulder, I never came off the bike. Good you point. know what I mean? So, yeah, true, true. Hanging yeah, on to the handlebars mean, the whole time. You could fucking go. Yeah, you know. Ass over and elbows. Even going that slow, it was like I didn't realize I was going to crash until I was already on the ground. So it's not like I could even, you know, I couldn't even have, like jumped off early. So with this, with the leg, it was just funny. If I would have pulled up another six inches from where I stopped, I would have been completely fine. Now we're back. So I to- put my foot down, and there's nothing there. So what are you smoking on, Stony and Smiley? Um, Snow King. Some 2020. How about you, Smiley? I'm rolling up uh, Skywalker OG. Classic. Well, I got something similar to that, Smiley, but it's a sample. It's a purple pound cake. And I only say it's similar because it's got a decent amount of line a little. And uh, as far as the smell goes, having tried that Skywalker OG, hypothetically, allegedly. Uh, it's got some similar notes. This is definitely more spicy. This has a ton of beta caryophyllene. Spicy. Are we going to have to start describing flavors with the terpenes? No, no. I mean, only if you want to. But this is a London pound cake crossed to sunset sherbet. And I would have swore by the name purple pound cake that it would have been like a purple punch or something. But I was wrong. It says it right underneath the fucking name, too. So. Felt like a dipshit after. I was like guessing what strain it was, and it says it like right on the fucking label. <laughs> About to go Google it. <sighs> Sometimes, not the smartest person. Stoner moment. Hey, I guess. hey, Smiley, I got a question for you. I know you're running the uh, 680, right? The uh, Rolls Choice. Oh yeah. Have you ever had any of those fixtures where? when they go off, they're actually not completely off all the way. Like there's like a real, real faint glow to them. You wouldn't see it like once the lights go out and stuff like your eyes almost have to really get adjusted to being in the dark because I was looking at my, um, the jelly bean I have and the jelly glue too. The other plant I have in there is not doing a thing to it. It's not affecting that one for some reason, but the other two are starting to reveg. So I'm looking at the tops of the of the colas, you know, and I'm like, they're, they're starting to get, you know, like a little point down there and then tiny little fucking single leaves coming out. And I'm like, that thing's revegging itself. Huh. So I was like, what the fuck? So last night I went in there after the lights went out and I stuck around in the back, let my eyes get adjusted so I could see if there's any light leaks. And like, I don't have any really anything with light. My tent is right next to a... um 
to a hot water heater and it has that little blinking red light in the bottom. But I mean, it's, it doesn't really come out, you know? So anyways, I was looking at the light fixture and I could see it like have a real faint glow to it. I had to actually physically unplug it from the power source completely. And then it went away. Yeah. I thought it was maybe the timer. So I plugged it back into uh, the outlet. You know, I hit the power. It's on a power strip. So I just hit that power switch, plugged it in. And it's still, it started glowing again, which I'm like, that shouldn't be happening. So I don't know what the fuck. It's kind of weird to me. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've, I've noticed that like when they shut off, like if you're in there when they shut off, yeah, they dim down. Like they kind of have a little bit of a glow, but it always seems to kind of fade away. And I always just figured whatever it was. Yeah, no, it does, right? Because I have three of these lights, and the other two, the lights go out, nothing. You know, they're but pitch the other black. Side, it has to be a certain intensity to trigger the plant, too, is my understanding. So similar to, like, how a moonlight doesn't necessarily trigger them. You know, it has to be a certain amount of intensity and like yeah, right. Half a U mole or some shit like that, and like it's got to be. Yeah, take your phone out and use a light meter and test it. Like I went out underneath the full moon during super moons, the fucking brightest. It was so bright I could run around outside and see, not run into shit. When Mm -hmm. I pulled out my phone and my Lux meter or whatever that has, you can convert to PPFD or PAR, and um, it registered zero. And it was bright as fuck. People are like, oh, well, starlight and moonlight. I'm like, no, it is nothing like a grow light or the sunlight. It's so much smaller that plants, it's undetectable to a highly sensitive sensor. So um, I would wonder if it, when it's glowing, if it's putting off enough to be. Yeah, I don't know. I got a light meter. I could check it though. Worth checking check for it later sure. On. It seems like it may be because you've got a few plants revegging, or maybe your timer's fucked up and it's like uh, turning on for like an hour in the middle of uh, your dark cycle or something. Make sure all those, if it's a tab timer, or they're all popped down. Right. But even when I plug the, the fixture in and I turn it to the off position, it's got like this little glow going on. So it wasn't the timer, you know, it was doing it when it was plugged in the timer and when I plugged it into the outlet. So I, I thought that too. I thought maybe the, timers faulty and it's just allowing some power to trickle through my power just went out uh, for two hours in the middle of the fucking night a few nights ago and i just flipped a few plants to flower and so that fucked up their schedule a little bit like two or three days in to have a in the middle of their light cycle go dark and then come back on again so like think I'm, I'm watching them closely and this is actually a stress test anyway so it worked in my favor but it's uh it can be a motherfucker man getting the timers and everything all lined up yeah right your lights are on when they're supposed to be on and off when they're supposed to be off like actually off off not like dim glowing off exactly i'm gonna have to make a lighting controller sounds like you have an electrical leak man you probably have a way to measure that too, don't you? If Stoney being an electrician, I would imagine you're. Yeah, I could measure. You know, I mean, it, that's a that's such a low amount of voltage going through there. You know, usually when stuff does that, it's usually the driver's bad or the transformer's bad. You know, that's usually the culprit. 
I've had this situation happen at a hotel where he turned the lights off and they were kind of like, they would blink. It's like a strobe almost, just a, a real faint. It wasn't all of them. It was just a certain amount of them. And those were on a certain driver and replaced the driver and nothing. Everything was good. So the driver was bad. It was just allowing a pulse of power to, to kind of go through. So it sounds like a fucking horror film. <laughs> Start seeing the flickering. Dude, doing electrical work can be a horror film at times, yeah. I mean, Especially the simplest things there. usually turn into the fucking biggest nightmares, like a five-minute job. Oh, I'll just replace that outlet, turns into... It's like pulling the string on your sweater, you know? You just, I'll just pull that, and next thing you know, man, you're, you're pulling, and you're, holy shit, now I got a pile of wire outside, and I went there just to change an outlet. Now I'm rewiring the entire fucking house. <laughs> I always and like no the, joke, uh, man. I... Sorry. Didn't mean to cut uh, you off. No, I'm good. I'm done. I was just like, when you were talking about the string on the sweater, I always, I've learned from that. Cause when you do pull, you can fuck your clothes up. And I think it was my brother who told me if you burn it, it, stops itself from like unthreading so if you just hold a lighter kind of uh near a loose thread instead of cutting it or pulling it it'll kind of just like melt itself or like kind of fray back into the shirt and you don't really have to deal with it hopefully uh, you can avoid burning a hole in your shirt which would be worse than a loose thread i guess yeah like melts that little nub on the end so it won't pull through anymore electrical though is is interesting i've heard from maybe it was you and, and other electricians now that it's less risky because you have those little meters that you can kind of test anything before you touch it. I know yeah. people aren't always yeah. cognizant enough to do that. So sometimes there are still I would, accidents. I would say all every homeowner should have one of those. I mean, it's a nice thing to have, you know. I, I definitely should have got one when I built, wired a fucking light and just free balled it. Like I was uh, under experienced, but I had my buddy uh, Kyle at Pure Breeding is an electrician. I asked him a few things. And the person that I bought some of the light parts from has done it like a zillion times. So it's kind of like Legos. Like once you figure out like if it's in series or parallel or whatever, and kind of draw out your little schematic and get the wires all lined up. The, I guess the scary thing is when you go to plug it in after like building a DIY. Really like this? I think the most common mistake amateur electricians do is uh, upsizing wire, thinking that, you know, they're doing the right thing and like attaching on to, say, a 14 with a 12, over gauging the wire, uh, I think is one of the most common problems I see with amateur electricians. Well, over gauging. I almost did that shit myself because when I went to Home Depot to get the light, I was looking for the fucking thickest gauge because I was like, that's what I, all my other grow related gauges are like thicker uh, cords so I, I don't know if it's like a high gauge or a low gauge that makes it fatter or whatever so i'm like looking for the thick shit or whatever and like i ended up just saying fuck it and i used an old cord that i had an ex- extension cord that i just cut and wired that as the end of my light that plugged into the wall so over oversizing is not really that big of a problem it's the undersizing. Okay. That's, that's where it's well, a problem. You know, guys, is a problem. Well, well, for the next guy that may uh, 
open up that uh, plug and see a yellow that's, you know, like I said, onto a 14 or something like that right. and assume they can overwork that wire or pull more than, you right. know, allowed. That's basically what I'm trying to get. Right. I, I well, see what you're saying. I have to oversize the, the wire after, after 100 feet, okay? You get voltage drop. So if I'm running 20 amp circuit and I'm pulling 12s and I'm going 150 feet, well, now I'm pulling 10s to that spot. Now I could pull, I could put a box or have an outlet box as my junction box. So in other words, I bring the wires in from the panel to that box. Then from that, those tens, I could splice onto those with number 12 gauge, drop it down and pull the rest of the room or wherever I'm using that power to disperse it from that point. So I'm just getting the power from the panel to that area. And then from there, I could branch off with, with smaller wires. So that'll fuck somebody yeah. up who's not an electrician. Now you're going to see a bigger wire with a bunch of little wires spliced onto that. And like you said, Even, oh, uh, uh, am I wrong in this too, Stoney? Or, or am I right? Uh, it, plugging extension cords in one after another, you don't you lose like a half an amp every time you plug in uh, extension cord one to another? I know I've, I've had to at one point uh, use pull as much cord. Pull as much cord as I could possibly fucking get. I think it was like close to like 300 feet, 300, 350 feet of cord. I had to daisy together to get where I needed to be. And by the time I fucking bring all that cord and fucking it didn't, the, the plug didn't pop, but I fucking the saw barely spun because I had lost so much in the cords by the time I got up there. It was worthless. So yeah, it's something like that, right? A half amp, something like that per. Yeah, yeah, you lose it. Yeah, so you lose it per foot. I, I think it's something like that. I would have to look and see. I haven't look at shit like that. I mean, that's kind of stuff that we don't even, you know. I know how long a run is, so automatically, it's just automatic what I do. I don't have to think about it or. But I don't know the exact equation, but yeah, it's something like that. So yeah, that's what happened. You had 350 feet on probably a 14 gauge or maybe a 12 gauge. And even then you're be lucky to power up one light bulb, right? What's your highest uh, typical thing? That you see, we're like talking a- about shitty electrician do's and don'ts. I thought I'd share some do's and don'ts as I was pulling down some more shit today. All right. Highlight uh, this. Home, home extension cords. So this is, uh, and again, knowingly oversizing a wire. So this is actually a 110 with a 220. So I can swap over my LED real quick and fucking plug it in. This right here, appliance core. Yeah, I've done the same thing too. Burning extension cord to run my, uh, again, heavier wire. I'd call it good. Of course. I would have to cut those cords you, sir. Those those heads aren't OSHA approved. <laughs> no. So, I have to and cut, again, I an LED extension cord. They have to be <laughs> sealed. But that's yeah. uh what do you mean shitty though? I mean it's I've seen when we talk about shitty, I've seen like where and I've done this myself because I just didn't have a cord. 
I take two wires right into that outlet. And then I got my two wires and hook them up to whatever I need to hook up to, right? <laughs> It'll work. I know people run shit without grounds, like electricians that are real comfortable. And I'm like, dude, that shit's dangerous, but they swear they know what they're doing. So, yeah, I mean, I have stuff that's ungrounded too, but I mean, most of that shit's anything that's ungrounded is usually plastic encased and for you to get it, you're going to have to kind of get in on it. And at that point you kind of deserve it. In my opinion, Denver's got a question. He's wondering about wiring boards together. He wants to know what gauge wire should he use a slightly thicker gauge or is that bad? What's he wiring? Boards together from a driver. LEDs, it sounds like. Oh, LED boards together? Yeah. It's just you're going to have a black and a red wire, positive and a negative, because it's AC current. It's not low voltage, really. I mean, it's controlled voltage, but it's an AC current, not a DC current. I think he was asking, like, 20 gauge or, like, what what gauge would you... No, you could probably go to 16. I mean... The, the power from the driver going to the fixture, you could drop those down to 16 gauge. All the wires on my, on my, uh, you know, even like in light fixtures and stuff, you know, like your lamp fixtures, that's all like 16 gauge wire. So is like it, your light fixture, it's 16 bigger, like a bigger wire, like a 14 or 12. Then is that he could if you wanted to? I mean, it, I don't think it's gonna, it's not, it's gonna, just more expensive, right? It's not really gonna cause any issue right and it's it's very cumbersome i don't know exactly what he's got to wire or how it gets wired you know what i'm saying i don't know if there's a chase it's, for the wire to fit in or if it's thicker wires get harder to deal with <laughs> so like i i bought the uh i got a chilled led from Grotech, and i bought the diy model because it's like 150 dollars cheaper and i'm like well why the fuck would i pay someone to wire it like shit anyways most of the time, I have to end up taking these things apart and rewiring them or hooking them back up. So it's basically just 16 gauge wire in there. That's it. They have these little chases to run the wire in and cover it up. Good to know. Okay. But so you could, you, I mean, I wouldn't be hooked, trying to hook up like number 10s or 12, you know, 14 would probably be the max I would go on something like that if that's all I had. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys all to shame right now on some bad electrical shit and uh, show you this. You'll appreciate this, Tony. I probably know the guy who did it. Oh, no, that guy's dead. He's he's gone, gone. I can't see it. <laughs> Where are we at? That dude died that's about eighty years ago. Eighty? That's more than that. <laughs> yeah, that's more than that. The whole man. back of my house is running on that shit right there. Wow, dude! <laughs> I actually can walk. At least there's no pennies under them fuses. Yeah, yeah. Fuse goes out. We ain't got no more fuses. Give me a penny. All right. Well, we use this door right here, and this, this is like the spare bedroom. And the way the house is set up, we use this as our front door. You know, it'd be like the garage for anybody else. But I walked through the door the other night, and I heard this fucker buzzing. 
Oh, turned no, out well, the funny you. thing is, is that's that box is not supposed to be mounted in the wall. That's an exterior box. <laughs> well, this actually used to be the exterior wall. Oh, you framed it up and. I didn't do it, but whoever did it oh. did a fucking shitty job. I mean, <laughs> man, they did care about the, the waves and that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, dude, this room's oh, small, it's like ten feet and from this side to that side. It's like a three foot difference. Oh my god! Hey, that SoCal, crap. pull that handle down on that thing right there. See what it does. It's like a slot no, machine. <laughs> Fucking with my luck, it'll break and I'll be fucking out of power in the bathroom. I'll have to fly out there and fix it for you. I'll feel bad, right? Yeah, that runs like half the house, dude. And, you know, I'm sure if I fucked up the power in the bathroom, my wife would probably kill me. Yeah, don't touch it. Actually, there's it's no problem about it. I'd get fucking beat. It looked like you had some cloth wire in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good it stuff. Is. That's the good shit, right? Yeah, it's where you touch it and you pull on it and the whole fucking thing just completely disintegrates and so you got a bare wire in your hand. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if I ever oh. wanted to burn this house down, all I gotta do is throw a wet rat in the fucking attic. <laughs> what a wet rat running out of there. Still on eat. What's you that? Do a plug and start messing with that sheathing on that older wire, and that should just keep going and going and going. Yeah, and going. Right. that's another one of those things. You pull that yarn, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. another one. Well, actually, that's almost what I fucking was talking about when I said a five-minute job actually turned into like a fucking six-day job because of that. Just from that alone, you know. Damn couldn't fix the outlet and it was like well this goes should go to the next one right and then start pulling that apart no and then it's like holy fuck i always warn anytime i go to like a water repair it's one of the most main ones uh, i give that estimate i'm like this is only good for what i can fucking see you know as we open this up this could go further and further and further you oh yeah never know. oh uh, yeah Especially I have like to let them know that immediately when I walk in on any of those shops, just in case, you know, something weird happens, you know, 99% of the time, it's not really like that, but there's always that one, two times. I mean, then again, too, I pick and choose my jobs differently. Now I'm smarter. I know when I look at that house, I say to myself, yeah, take a pass on that one. You know, I look at it. I know what year that was built and about who did it maybe because and now I know about shit, old builders around here who built what neighborhoods, you know, so nine out of 10 times I've been in your neighborhood at least once. And I know who did your house and I'm not coming back <laughs> not without a big fucking big bag for the money to go into. Cause you know, how those turn into Eagle, man, you know, those simple jobs that I'll make a quick buck and make them happy. And you know, you know what's funny about them ones, Tony, is them are almost 100%, 100% of the time, the good-hearted ones that you didn't necessarily wanted to take, you threw a fucking too cheap price at it because you were just trying to help them out, and then as soon as you open it up, it just kind of escalates, and then you're committed at that point to do the right thing. 
Yeah. Those are the ones. Yeah. It's like the uh, the cast iron in plumbing. You know, you find one little bad spot in the cast iron. You know, okay, I'll just pop out the grinder and cut it out. And the next thing you know, you're fucking, well, we're going to replumb your entire house because, uh, you know, <laughs> this crack just keeps running and running and running and running and running. Real That's real it sucks, but it happens, you know, and the hard thing is trying to explain to the people. Right. Well, it was always hard for me. In the beginning, it's hard, too, when you're first starting out doing your side jobs, because I was all excited for all hitting those side jobs, you know, making that cash money. And, uh, yeah, you know. Learn, you know, learn. I learned lessons. You know, I've cut open drywall, or I had to, and it didn't quite work out. And now, next thing I know, I'm paying to patch it. And I come in now, it's like, you want cans in your ceiling? I'll put them up there. But here's the deal: I'm cutting holes. You're patching it. I, I don't patch drywall. I'll get them in there, but I'll do as least amount of drywall damage as possible because I really don't want to cut the shit open anyway. So I'm gonna go, you know. The least amount of work. And I know what drywallers like, how they like it. So I make it nice and nice for them. So, you know, not a dickhead. Dude, we had a guy, we had a guy that uh, we called in to do some can lights in somebody's house. They wanted, uh, they didn't care what size. They didn't care if they were like four or six inch. They just wanted whatever was cheaper, you know, product wise. And they wanted them, you know, spaced out properly so they're supposed to flow from their kitchen to their living room and everything spaced out good you know so the fucking electrician comes in instead of mapping it out on the floor which is a concrete floor and then just you know popping his laser on his fucking points to cut his holes he mapped it out on the lid that was already textured and painted cut all his holes and they were fucking like two inches off from each hole so you look down the line and it's just a fucking snake of cam lines. Oh, like, oh, fired. Yeah, oh, fully fired. And then he cut into a fucking roof joist because where his layout was, he was an inch and a half into a roof joist. So mm-hmm. he just went up in the attic with a hole saw and fucking hold out hole sawed out the roof joist. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> See, he was wrong right there. I wouldn't even lay it on the floor, and I'll tell you why. Because I've yet to find a fucking wall in a hallway that goes perfectly straight. It's either the ceiling is doing this or the fucking floor is doing that, and the ceiling's coming in. Right. So even when I lay it out, chances are, so I go right to the fucking ceiling, and I pull a string, and I string it from one side to the other. Yep. And then I could, from there, I can measure out where I got to be. As long as I got that center line going straight down that hallway, and it's just measurements from there. Yeah, so, no, he didn't even do that. He just fucking... I don't even think he laid it out, to be honest. I think he just got up there with a fucking pencil and marked some spots and <laughs> here and here and here and here. And it looked like absolutely... He didn't get out. Weird. Yeah. I did a lot of these big time condos downtown, you know, five, 10, 15 million dollars. And these people, man, they don't have straight walls. Like their walls curve slightly. Like you'll have a hallway and it's got like a slight curve to it. And the bedrooms, you know, like these people all like these curves. They don't like corners. 
So trying to lay fucking lighting out. And then, of course, the lighting they used back then was uh, they used the halogen stuff, the low voltage lighting. So the candles are like three inch diameter instead of six. So now you got to put a shit ton of them in because it really doesn't disperse the light out. And then trying to put them on a curve, that was just like a motherfucker, man. God, I do not miss those days at all. I was just thinking that as you said it. <laughs> right? <clears throat> you know, the carpenters fucking hated it. I hated it, you know. Bunch of unhappy dudes doing these units. But then they would have like architectural design, home and garden, and all these magazines. They'd come in and take pictures and put their shit in the magazine. They come and interview, you know, the workers sometimes and ask questions about how you, how did you guys do this or how'd you do that. So it was kind of cool in some some aspect when you're dealing with that kind of high end housing and stuff. Basically, these people own the magazine. So, yeah, come on over and do a photo shoot on my $20 million place I'm going to live in for two months out of the entire year. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, go to New York for two. That's the fun work. They own everything. These are the rich people you know's bosses. <laughs> yep. They don't work. They don't even have money. Like, money's not even a thing. I had a guy literally called me up. They had a uh, he had a light under cabinet light go bad. And this particular brand he had was so nice, they actually had these plugs that would just daisy chain along. And they just clipped right into these clips. So it's literally just unplug it, pull it down, plug in the new one, and pop it up. Less than two minutes, I'm done. Guy gives me 500 bucks. I'm like, but this is a warranty thing. You know, not on my end. We would have charged them, my company, because the fixture's not ours. We put it in, they bought it, you know. But I mean, again, it's such a stupid thing. Like, I'm not going to charge the guy. And he gives me 500 cash. It's like, here, no, you got to take this, please. You've always been nice to me. I've helped him out a few things here and there, you know. My my wife's outlet in the bathroom's not working, you know, the GFI, press the button, and there you go. Oh, wow, thanks. Super nice people, though, man. That was the other weird thing. These people I thought were going to be real pains in the ass because... You know, I was doing million-dollar homes out in the suburbs, $2 million homes, and these people were just not usually the nicest people to deal with. So now I'm doing $10 million homes, $20 million homes in the city. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Then it was actually completely the opposite. Some of the nicest people, they're just living a whole other fucking world, man, from us, you know. Yeah, it's the exact opposite here. <laughs> the exact opposite. The yeah, a lot of actors out there. Well, the, the people that can actually afford to pay you are the biggest assholes and the most picky people out there, you know? So we had a, a house we did. It was that same house with the electrician that fucked up the can lights. It took the lady like two and a half weeks to pick out her paint color. 
then when she finally did you know we get the freaking outside of her house painted and uh she comes to check it out you know it was a rental house that she owned she comes and check it out and she's like oh i don't like the color change it well fuck i already painted your entire fucking house now you want a different color so you got to pay for another fucking paint job and it's going to cost more because now we got to cover a fucking dark gray with you know an earth tone Well, if they pay, that's not a problem. I'll do it a hundred times. But if they don't want to pay, then oh, it's they didn't. They didn't see why they had to pay for another paint job. They didn't understand it. I'll be back tomorrow. Just pay me for this one, and I'll go get the other paint. And come right. back tomorrow. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, excuse, Mister Green Fingers. Sorry, guys. Green Fingers. Yeah, I'm done talking about all that electrical shit. Then. Unless it's about wiring up your grill room. Right. It saddens me, brings me into a depressive state. I left that shit behind, man. I'm done with it. I hear you, dude. I'm, I'm right there, too. I want Almost out of 54, trade. dude. I'm done. The trades are great when you're young. You can make really good money, but once you hit about 40, man, you don't work anymore. Like your body just doesn't physically work the way it used to. Yeah, but it's not like it used to be either. Guys took care of each other, you know. Now yeah. it's just a bunch of just scum. And well, if you quit crashing on your fucking motorcycle at 10 mile an hour, then your body <laughs> would fucking work the way it's supposed to. Right? I know. Well, it's like I tell my buddy that I ride with. I'm like, dude, no more of this slow shit. <laughs> no more of the slow rides, you know? From it was always on, when fucking... in doubt, gas it out. So, Cal, you're fucking letting it down, man. Yeah, yeah there was no freaking... No, there, there was no powering through that one yesterday. No. He just goes, no. <laughs> no. It was just one of those like super slow motion, like, oh, shit, I'm putting my foot down. Oh, there's nothing there. Oh, I'm falling. Oh, am I really going to fall? Oh, fuck, I'm on the ground. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> the one oh, fucking time I didn't have my GoPro on either. You know, there is a slight fact, and I'm only saying this because I love you and a friend, but uh, you are getting older, man. There could be a chance of, like, uh, balance or, you know, something else going there that uh, when you get slow down, you're kind of experiencing a little bit of vertigo. You know what I mean? It might, <laughs> might be a deeper issue there, brother, two in a row, same thing. Right. <laughs> We just got to get them the training wheel, landing wheels, come down at 10 miles an hour or slower. <laughs> We're back to the training wheels. <laughs> like landing gear, man. After the bike slows down, they come down. Can't tip now. Right. <laughs> My wife's over here fucking laughing her ass off. I'm sorry. Yeah, she should be. I'm sorry. The, the motions are kicking in. <clears throat> Wasn't oh, yeah. she the one that she married you, right? You were saying how you showed her what you were doing out in the desert with the racing, and she was like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. Yeah. She realized that you crash at low speeds, so any kind of riding for you is fucking dangerous. Right, <laughs> right. Speeds. Well, yeah, I took her out to the uh, to one of my desert races because she'd never been out there, and, you know, she was like, okay, it's not that bad. It's It's actually pretty safe. There's medical here. There's 
you know, people riding the race course to make sure that if you crash, like, you know, you don't get stuck underneath your bike and fucking die or whatever. And, you know, then I go riding and I fucking crash at 19 miles an hour and I've been out of work for a year for it. (laughs) (laughs) And three weeks before I'm supposed to go back to work, I fall over and fuck myself up. I do got to kind of laugh at the irony of you saying, you know, like the trades are for the young and you're like, basically alluding to the fact that like you're getting too old to like swing a hammer or like do plumbing or whatever in trade but you're not not too old to ride the bike despite the two (laughs) major accidents (laughs) yeah but you know what to be honest in all the years i've been riding motorcycles i've got hurt worse at work than i have on the bike oh yeah oh sure I did. Uh, I was a glazer for a lot of years. Oh, fuck that. And, uh, you know, my grandfather started a glazing company back in like 1962. And, you know, I remember as a kid going into the shop on the, you know, during the summer and all that shit. And then uh, after he retired, you know, my dad took over and I went and worked full time with my dad. And we we're doing a, uh, uh, tabletop on a conference table in an office and uh we're carrying the thing up the stairs because it wouldn't fit up the elevator and somehow some way that fucking four by eight sheet of glass broke in the stairwell and it cut me fucking it bounced off my collarbone did not cut my collarbone somehow but ripped all the way down and fucking like right above my belly button it fucking hit my fat ass stomach and filleted me open from my stomach all the way down fucking halfway through my thigh so dude that one actually fucking uh, cut my nutsack as well I got fucking 13 stitches in the fucking left side of my stack so you know I'll take falling off a fucking motorcycle over that shit any day That shit yeah, was fucking some, nuts. That was one job I didn't care for right there. It was a blazer. That shit paid good money, and I happened to jump on at the right time with uh, the what was it? Uh, they where they had to match the uh, oh, that was an Obama thing where they had to match uh, union wages. Oh so, yeah, hey, remember that? So I was, I was actually, that was one of my favorite jobs, man. Talk about not, and I cut, I about cut this finger off right here. You can see it still points down. And that's after a long time, man. For the longest time, this piece right here just pointed at the floor from a window pane. Actually kind of came down and about chopped that bitch right off. The only thing that saved it was a titanium wedding band that I had on at the time. But, uh, I love that job. That was a fucking good job, but man, that shit scared the fuck out of me. All that glass, big panes. We got to work when we were skinning buildings and shit like that. Man, you fucking them suction grab them suction cup grab that big old fucking ten by eight sheet sometimes and fucking even bigger at some points, man, when you're doing walls. Working in the wind, man, and I'm fucking sitting there. 
you know, holding it, kind of guiding it over to the opening. And I'm like, man, I do not like this. <laughs> I do not. I hated working with glass, but it paid very well. Man, I hated that shit. I knew, like you said, I knew a, one of the guys I was working with had clean slices on his arms that fucking were right yep. to the bone and shit. Okay. Dude, it, it got to the point when I was doing the glazing shit that, like, I wouldn't even know I was cut. You know, people were like, hey, where are you bleeding from? So what are you talking about? I ain't bleeding. Dude, there's fucking blood all over you. Oh, shit, where am I cut? <laughs> it's these stories right here that I've talked to ourselves and a bunch of other growers. That, and we feel guilty. That's the point that fucking, you know, about trying to phase over from one career to another. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of guilt there at some points. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like, fuck, man. I just did. I didn't want to fucking do that the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a I had a lady up on uh, Jack. You'll know the area um, up on Mount Helix, which is, you know, pretty fucking ritzy homes. You know what I mean? There's a house up on that fucking hill that is on a like a pedestal that fucking spins. Right, the entire house is on a fucking lazy Susan. But I'm doing a, a replacement window up there at this lady's house, and cutting the old glass out. I fucking put a little bit too much pressure on the razor knife, and it broke the glass, and my finger went through it. Fucking filleted the fuck you finger down to the bone. So I wrap it up in a freaking towel real quick, run outside, and. You know, I'm trying to deal with it and not bleed all over the fucking white carpet in the house. And she comes out and screams at me for fucking bleeding on her driveway. I'm like, lady, I can see my fucking bone right now. You know, I'll pour some fucking alcohol or something on your driveway and clean up the blood. I don't care. She's like, well, who's going to finish my job now? It's like, well, fucking, you know, I can see the tendons and shit moving around when I move my finger. But yeah, let me finish your fucking window real quick and then I'll go to the hospital. I tell you, you need to find a guy with 10 fingers. Right. <laughs> I don't have 10 anymore. Right. How's the uh, job? So, Cal, are you? I think I remember you said you had a little downtime for a bit. Are you back growing again? Mendo Loco in it up? Um, no, Mendo Loco this year. Um, this year, everything's going outdoor. So that's all going to, uh, I got a buddy with some really nice property way out, uh, deep out in East County and we're going to go out there and go outdoor. So I got, uh, right now, the only thing going out there is going to be Cuvee and Amy Aces. I had a couple crazy uncle Josh that, uh, I was going to test out there and leave both turned male. So I'm not going to put males out there. And then uh, I had a bunch of jinx proof stuff that I was going to throw out there just to grow them out. And none of it germinated. So out of five packs of jinx proof seeds, I got zero germination rate. Really? Yeah. I just popped. I finally just popped this shit. I've been sitting on it for over a year and a half. I popped three different packs and every fucking seed popped. Yeah, I didn't get a I single sure. one. I didn't think it would. I didn't get a single one. 
But then everything else I germinated, I got a hundred percent. So Jinx don't like you. Jinx you don't like they must have gotten hot or something, man. I, that's my guess is at some point in transportation or something, somewhere along the yeah. yeah. They might have gotten something happened, but but whatever. I wasn't trying to do a fucking forest out there anyway, you know. It's too hard to take care of that much. Yeah. You know, Honestly, I think that's like Jaw's way of telling you, fucking, this is what you were supposed to grow. Like, fucking focus on the amyases and whatever. Like, when it gives you males, right. when it gives you non-germination, it's like, these are the ones that you were meant to fucking have. Maybe that's a little yeah. hippy-dippy, but I don't know. Well, the cuvee, um, that was actually a really special cut that uh, gave me the seeds. That was the eagle cut of cuvee. And when I took down all the indoor, that was the last mother plant that I had. So I figured, you know what? I'll throw it outside and at least let it finish off, you know, rather than just throwing it in the compost pile with the others. And uh, I tried to get cuts of it back to Eagle and apparently fucking Mr. Postman like played football with them and just, they showed up fucking destroyed. So that plant for some reason gave me fucking 12 or 14 seeds. So I figured, you know, there's there's no males around here. So the only thing that could have pollinated it was itself. So uh, I sent half of them to Eagle, and the other half I popped. And, uh, you know, they're going outside this year, and they're going to become trees. So now with the new judgment with uh, seeds and clones, are should uh, insurable? <laughs> right. Can you send me a pack of fucking clones and we insure them for... <laughs> Whatever we think they're worth, so they can get you send promptly on on time. Right. Can you do clones yeah. in the mail now? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. as All long as it's early enough, they can test it. And if it has above zero point three THC, which a lot of later vegetative clones do have, Google, there's a paper out there that will show you. But I mean, if you scrub it with like alcohol or something like that, that can get the THC off of the. Uh, outside of the plant and then it shows up as hemp 0.0 it has to be under 0.3 thc but the chances of them actually pulling it and testing it i think are relatively low i mean mine got kicked around by the postman going to eagle or the the birdie was a rough ride through the winds over here the santa Anas, but it made it to eagle after i think it was two weeks <laughs> two fucking it weeks was, yeah something like that it was a long road I was surprised she was still kicking, man, when she got here, man. That's a testament to JX back, and it definitely fucking made it. It was, you know, that box was rough, too. It actually looked like it tumbled from fucking California. <laughs> wind, wind delivered. <laughs> I should have had a bigger carrier pigeon, but, you know, small and, and mighty. It got it there, ultimately, and uh, I'm happy it did. I definitely build the uh, construction to withstand battle. I'll say that. It was a homemade DIY version. It was like definitely uh, one of my craftier MacGyvers that I've pulled because it wasn't like a tiny cutting. It was like, I think it was in like a four inch pot or something, you know, just like a, about a solo cup size. And uh, yeah, I definitely made things happen there. The, the legendary dragon fruit. 
that has since cursed Eagle with the Never Pine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, I think that's over with, to be honest with you, for sure. After I, I 100% think that uh, Toad was on. That was it. It just, as me and him talked that night, it perfectly correlated with me pulling up that floor and exposing that drain. And uh, I had noticed it too, but I'd never really kind of put two and two together. I just kind of thought, you know, that fucking drain stinks once in a while, but never to kind of thought it would affect the plants like that, to be honest with you. I'm here, I'm here to testify. I'm here to testify against uh, pressures that we can't see like that, gases, off gases. I wonder if other gases have uh, effect like that, if there can be a like a canary. That's basically what it was. A canary in the coal mine, basically. I wonder what else it was affecting, you know what I mean? That could be possibly radon, you know what I mean? It could other gases affect your plants like that. <clears throat> and, I, you know, uh, I as far as that goes, I want to talk about... Uh, I, before we take off, I, I watched. Uh, we were watching Canamates today, and he had uh, um, shown his plants kind of some problems he had with it. And and again, I'm not saying I'm diagnosing it, but I think it's something that gets a lot along with air quality in the grow room, indoor outdoor. That I think goes overlooked is blight. You know. Uh, in the grow room. I think that gets misdiagnosed a lot of times as uh, nutrient deficiencies sometimes when it in fact could be, you know, air pressures or, you know, non-perfect air in your grow room. As funguses, molds, mildews that naturally progress in a grow room kind of float around and go unchecked sometimes. I think that's uh, something that gets misdiagnosed as nutrient deficiencies and stuff like that because it kind of does resemble like a, a calmag deficiency uh if you look at it well it could be because i think that with the air quality indoor and outdoor is going to be different because the air insides you know going to be different from the air outside because the outdoor air is always going to change you know what i mean so if you get you know bad air quality one day it's going to be different the next but indoor if you get shitty air quality in there it's going to trap it you know unless you're pulling fresh air constantly from outside you know if you're just like in the house or whatever it's, it's going to circulate through the house if you got something in the house that's causing you know, an effect on your air, it's going to, you know, it's going to be stuck in there no matter what. Just like your drain problem that you had, you know? I've noticed, <clears throat> like, when back in the day, people were finally getting seeds from the seed banks or whatever, and they had a bunch of different strains. A few people had really dank basements in Ohio where I was growing up. And, like, the basement has a very distinct dankness to it like an earthy musky almost like moldy mildewy kind of like not necessarily appealing like dank 
but like a, a wet, damp, dank, kind of unappealing. And it, it didn't matter if they're growing strawberry cough or super silver haze or Afghan. It kind of all had what I'd call like the basement funk. And a lot of people suffered from that. So I do think something as simple as like a dirty floor drain being close to plants and like off gassing can impact those plants, whether how they grow or just like absorbing that smell. It's like an extremely resinous plant. Like everything that hits it seems to stick to it. And I don't advocate bud washing, but when I've seen people wash their buds after harvest, um, the shit that comes off the plant is kind of a lot. So it is uh, a lot more sticking to the plant than we really notice with our bare eyes. Like if you ever washed hash and you didn't uh, hose when you're doing bubble hash and you don't hose with pressure through the bags, you'll notice that there's like dust and shit in the resin heads. At least I have. And that's just part of life, right? It's like everybody's got a little bit of dust in their area naturally. As much as you might want to try and dust and vacuum, you'd be perfect about it. Uh, I definitely think the carbon filter is a great innovation because that sucks up a lot of mold and mildew and purifies a lot of the air and grow spaces as well as neutralizing the smell. So this kind of has a dual purpose, but depending on people's grow space, they might not have adequately sized ones or may not use them at all, may not need to for smell blocking purposes. So then they just ventilate and a lot, some people are like maybe more sensitive to air quality. So they'll have things in their house that are constantly purifying the air, which um, I don't know what level of air purity the plants absolutely need because I've seen plants growing outdoor like near fires and that air quality is garbage and granted those plants didn't do as well as when they had fresh air but they made it through but it definitely impacts them and you could taste the ash on some of the shit literally it was like smoky uh, but yeah I don't know it's really a very nuanced and complex discussion. A lot of shit weighs in. Curious what Smiley thinks. You've been quiet over there. Good. I think so how was the vacation, Smiley? It's good. I was trying to get to the fucking mute button and I kept like missing it and it Anyway, no, I was looking up blight symptoms in uh, cannabis. I was trying to was trying to follow up on what Eagle was saying. It actually does look a lot like a um, kind of like what he's describing. There's a few different pictures, I guess, I was seeing of uh, yellowy kind of leaves, like in the center, inner, not internodal, intervenal parts of the leaves or whatever. Almost like what a magnesium kind of look would be it's similar to like tomato right. blight right or yeah lots but, of blight in a lot of plants potato and many other plants well, blight in general i think just describes a range of symptoms is what i was kind of reading on because so it's not just like one specific thing kind of like powdery mildew to my understanding there's like a number of species it's, of yeah, fungi bacteria fungi. sorry no you're fine 
but yeah, it's like like Septoria kind of left looks like spots, almost like you burned it like with a spray or something, where it leaves like a spot. But the the blade actually, like what Eagle was saying, looks a lot some more similar to like what you'd think of like a oh I got a deficiency in the plant or something. And again, why I think that goes a lot of time to make misdiagnosed, to be honest with you. And it goes more to a calmag or a potassium or magnesium deficiencies uh, is because we want we want it to be that. You know what I mean? Necessarily, especially in a large organic type situation where there's not a lot of in uh, fresh air intake. I'm assuming that there is a lot of molds, funguses, and bacteria floating around that land on your plants that we don't see. You know what I mean? So I could see that in some cases being misdiagnosed because a lot of chances are grows indoors. Jay kind of pointed out an instance on an outdoor situation where, uh, but that's more fresh in here, constant blowing of air, movement, you know what I mean? But I, well, I'm talking about an indoor grow where necessarily we're concentrating on air movement, you know what I mean? But not necessarily fresh air intake or the quality thereof, you know what I mean? Uh, so I'm just saying, uh, that's what that's what kind of looked like and makes sense there, even though and he had a, a lot of airflow there, that's for sure. Uh, that's why I asked him if it was he was in a grass-type area to where it might just be blowing around in the environment, you know. I don't know, just kind of throwing it out there for discussion because I really think that people don't even consider it, you know what I mean? It's not even a, on the radar with a lot of people. Well, that's so, kind of like what I was saying with, you know, outdoor you know, if you got bad, bad air quality for a couple of days or whatever, you know, it's going to change. And all of a sudden you get that, you know, that wind from the other direction that brings in nice, clean air. But in your house, if you got shitty air in the house and you don't know about it, you're just going to be recirculating that same shitty air all the time. So I personally like to have window fans and actually bring in fresh air in. And also ventilating the air out because until I borrowed a buddy's uh, CO2 meter, I didn't realize that my CO2 is actually pretty fucking high. I live in a tiny space and I have a wife and two cats and we generate CO2 by just walking. We around. generate a shit ton of it, man. So like if you're in a car for too long and with like four people in like a small car and you just have your windows all up, your CO2 levels can get to like the thousands within like a couple hours. So it's like definitely good to crack a window and get fresh air and in a home like especially a smaller one or like the people that do like van life and stuff um that's why you see a lot of them put the exhaust uh, fans on there to suck basically co2 out and um just any air coming in is going to have lower co2 than what we've been exhaling but yeah mine gets up to about 2000 and as low as 1300 at the low 1300. so i just want to throw this out here because i know it happens in every grow room if, if air quality isn't a thing, then how come every so often when you when we do our grow room or maintenance or we shut off our fans, we all know shit builds up on the fans, on the blades, on the back of the fucking cage. You know what I mean? There's most definitely pathogens floating around in every grow room. 
our fans show it. Just the shit that blows around. You know what I mean? So clean as we want to be, there's shit floating in the air. We should be more mindful of, I guess. It wouldn't hurt to run some cleaners in our rooms once in a while or something. I don't know. Just like, Air exchangers. Yeah. Our house should um, have fresh air every two minutes. But well, there are guys that scrub the air, so even if you have like a sealed room, say, instead of running the filter and the fan exit, you know, venting out or whatever, you would just have it circulating air around the room. So you just put a little elbow thing on it, point it wherever you want, and leave the canister. Because that's kind of what I do at the barn. Is I just I don't really have it exhausting. It's not a sealed room either, you know. But I am adding CO two, but it's like. I just have a couple of those around scrubbing the air through there. And you're right. It's amazing how quick they get dirty. Remo uses a thing called an air sniper, which has like a UV filter and it scrubs the air and kills molds. And uh, one thing I was going to say is for microbial, I think that the earth box for organic gardeners or any sort of sealed sip container where you're using a sort of plastic mulch layer, as opposed to having the soil exposed, even with like a mulch, that you're going to cut down the micro to submit it for testing. Like I think Michigan allows like 50,000 uh, CFUs for uh, recreational, but it's only like 10,000 CFUs for medical. And if you had to submit through that standard and get tested, I think an earth box is going to test lower for CFUs than if like my old style of just having like potted organic soil where it's exposed. And I think that's a consideration if you had to get it tested, but I don't know, unless you're like, the CFUs is kind of like a false leader because um, there can be good beneficial colony forming units. It's important that they test for things like aspergillus, which are actually like dangerous and uh, have led to people dying from consuming moldy cannabis and things like that. But, yeah, I don't know. For most people, I think you can just throw out the shit that gets molded and hopefully not try and like remediate it and pass it on to people like the Soil King. It's no secret, I'm not a huge fan of uh, the old Soil King, but I won't get too deep into that. Right Help with GG. Cheers. Tent's looking good, my friend. What is that? A five by five? Yes, uh, five by five. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone in chat. First love. Yeah, it's a uh, five by five of about three weeks and three days into flower. It might be four days into flower, but yeah, a little over uh, three weeks into flower. Five by five. Beautiful. Thanks. You know what I appreciate about the five by five is nowadays they make these fixtures like you got now in the eight bars. Like uh, I've got one myself. They make them so damn tight or so almost to four foot. If you're not running a five by five, that thing's dragging the sides all the way up. Real yeah. makes it super tight on a four by four. So I appreciate the five by five and that extra little bit around the light, being able to raise and lower it with more of an ease. Yeah, and it's not like rubbing your tents. I know with the four by four lights, you get them like exactly four feet by four feet, and it's like you can barely zip the damn tent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah these are all different ages, different strains, some sativa, some indica. It's just wild in here. Everything looks happy and healthy, though. 
green, yeah, and lush, build out. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Is that uh, the same tent that you'd harvested not so long ago? Uh, yeah, I think I was on here when it was blue gelato, I think was the last thing that was in here. There was a grow between that too. Oh, so this is a refill. Nice job, man. It's looking good. Yeah. Four of these were supposed to go in the four by four, but I received some free seeds. So I wanted to start them in there. So unfortunately I am doing nine plants in here. I usually do six. And why I say unfortunately is because girls like this would really like to be, she'd like to be opened up more, but there's just not room for her to do it. She's a big and yeah, I really like to open them up. And when you do a lot of plants, it's really hard to do that. Yeah, sometimes indoor less is actually more. Right. Well, if you just want more flavors, you're going to sacrifice a little bit of weight to uh, get to sample yep. a wider variety. And it's something that you could note mentally like, hey, if I want to run that strain again, give it a little bit more room and I could fill out a bunch of space with a smaller plant. Or you could be like me and just keep buying more tents. <laughs> yeah. I, wish I, I just space. bought another one. It's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> Hey, good on you, man. Keep fucking growing. Keep popping seeds. Dude, we need more people like you and Eagle and every one of us. I'm fucking around with breeding and stuff for myself. Just do it. Fucking enjoy it. Seeds. It's one of those things. It's kind of nice. Once you get a system going and you get like microclimates, basically like Sony's getting to have where you can breed or, you know, different uh, night and day time, you know, in the same areas. Or, uh, that shit comes in handy, especially if you crimp to a space, man. You want to run a day and night. If you if you if you're making this, you know, a quasi uh, living, I guess, or you know that you're doing this on a full time scale, you want to split that up into a day and night. I think you know what I mean. So you can do part of the work here, part of the work there. It isn't necessarily a crunch time type thing every day. Yeah. I like the more laid back feel of the day and night. You know, just working some here, some there, getting it done. Uh, I don't know. Tents make that shit happen. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like I, you know, well, it's not kind of like why I did it, but turned out to work out that way where it's kind of nice because I got all these rooms instead of being stuck to two rooms or three or one right so yeah I could have multiple rooms and like you said you could have different times that's my problem everything's on at the same time and off you know so yeah I gotta start splitting some stuff up those things are really fucked up and then like I said it's like zone one's Something's wrong in tent one. You know what I mean? Right. You catch it there before it kind of gets out of control and shit. That's it's easier yeah, to contain you... things when things get out of control. Sorry. Right. Hey, do you guys use AC Infinity stuff for your tents? I do. They got I'll a new one controller out. Dies. Sorry, go ahead. They have some sort of new controller out, I guess. That's pretty cool well, i don't i haven't looked at it yet it's probably 69 that's their new controller it's controller 69 they're coming out with one with wi-fi and one without wi-fi the other one's just bluetooth but it will allow you to plug their canopy fans into the controller so it'll also control your uh 
AC Infinity oscillating clip-on fans as well. But I just and then they have like, they have LEDs out as well because I think that'll yeah, control your light. It said it'll control your light. I'm I'm gonna assume they do because they do. I don't yeah, know what kind of connection you know. Mm-hmm. If they no, you're right. They do. Their lights, it like kind of expands out. At least one of them, it's like a square, and it like can extend from the corners. Yeah. Their par maps are confusing now. They always show CO2 par maps and always at unreasonably low hang heights. And it's like, okay, you got 1,500 in the center. Whoopee. It's just their par maps are confusing. I don't know if anybody looked at all the metrics. Yeah, I don't think they've come across somebody like Dr. MJ Coco or uh, Migro (laughs) who does like more fair grow tests for something that Mm -hmm. would be relevant to our community at least, which I think is who they're marketing towards. Yeah, I think they're one of the you know major companies though that can say we have the top of the line for ninety percent of the tent. You know, you they have the best tents in my opinion, at least uh, quality wise, and being able to open it like this. And you know, they have good HVAC and uh, good controllers and everything. But I can't. I've say heard mixed about the tents. So I, I already have people complaining to me within the first year that their zippers are breaking, and no. I have a sh- cheap, shitty Vivo Sun tent. I couldn't shouldn't call it shitty. It was cheap. But it's been running for four years plus without a single zipper issue. Nice. So yeah, and zipper issues can be a problem, especially if you come at it with the wrong angle or like uh, I think Eagle was saying, you get some of those lights and it's like you, you gotta shove it in the tent and pull the zipper up to get it to fit in there. So yeah. Now when it comes to light leaks, I don't care what tent you buy, you're probably gonna find light leaks. It just happens. It's almost unavoidable. Flex seal. Flex Flex seal is your best friend. Honestly, it'll you spray that shit on the outside or, or some similar product, mm-hmm. it'll stop light leaks simply you got to be careful with that flex seal shit though because that's flammable good point i guess it was uh, i, I want to say it was i want to say it was puffer that did a bunch of shit in her like stairway thing or something with flex seal and it ended up catching on fire holy crap so that was no. that was quite a while ago too so I've seen people take this like tape, like the tape that's on my bar here, this HVAC almost aluminum tape, and they'll put a strip of it down the bars in each corner to block the light leaks. Because that's where you get a lot of them is in the corner. So they'll put a strip of tape behind this bar. Down the seams. Yeah, down all four seams in the corners of each tent. They'll put a long strip of that. I don't know what they call it. I guess it's HVAC tape. It's like aluminum foil tape or some bull crap. Yeah. Yeah. I use it to keep a clamp from falling down because it seems like the clamp fans uh, at least the ones I buy they always slide down the pole you know when I am not stress testing like I am right now with the velvet punch I'll just take a my tent right now is in a closet so I just my cats fuck it up they scratch the outside so instead of like flex sealing it all the time uh, I just take a panda film or any tarp and you just throw it over when it's nighttime and it's kind of like light depping almost i check on my plants every night or morning anyway so it's like i tuck them in and untuck them <laughs> tuck them yeah. in right that sucks your cats climb on your tent oh, that would give me the creepy deebies <laughs> honestly it doesn't bother me one bit to be honest like to be in under five square feet and be able to pull a few pounds for myself is a congratulations um not not per run per year but i mean shit still <laughs> It's uh, good for me and my wife to have some good homegrown medicine in a tiny-ass space, and we love our cats, so I don't know. I'm not going to be bothered if, if they fucking 
jump on or scratch the tent. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it mm-hmm. if I'm not here. So oftentimes I'm not here. Like Eagle was mentioning earlier, some people do this as their full-time gig. This is a very just side thing for me. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of medicine for me and my wife and a couple of friends. I'm not mm-hmm. ever selling anything to anybody. Every seed that I've made, I've given out for free. Um, it's like coming up on a thousand now. I'm like 750 velvet punch seeds sent out for free. Wow. hundred of them to veterans. But it's just, I'd rather be doing, like I've got my business and I'm happy. I'm young and enjoying my trade, I guess. And uh, I've got a bunch of years to go until I change it up and go more full-time gardening or if the opportunity presents itself. But I, I really enjoy my day job. So, But I also Ooh, enjoy so. fucking talking shit with Eagle and everybody here in the weed nerd world at night. Getting yeah. Heck yeah, well, we enjoy having you. I definitely uh, I know you do a lot for the community, and I like that you're now doing Instagram lives and everything. It's cool popping in there, even if you're just bullshitting and smoking on a bone. You know, I just like to answer people's questions if they've got them or just interact, see what people are growing, smoking. It gives mm. me feedback for like the books in the future that I want to write, see what strains people are interested in, and stuff to try just personally like if people are talking about a strain a bunch one was like trap cookies i saw it all over instagram people were talking about it talking about it mm-hmm. and i tried it a bunch and although it looks good smells pretty good tastes pretty good the effects for me are not anywhere near what i'm looking for so like a bunch of people are like oh you need to put trap cookies and 50 strains of purple put trap cookies in i'm like dude it's uh not in my top 50 purple strains mm-hmm. that i've tried not even close i wouldn't even put it into my top 100 Notice, I, like I mean, it's beautiful, yeah. it tastes good, but it's just I, I'm a medical patient first, and I think the effects are uh, one of the most important parts of cannabis. And that's what most of us are using it for. Yep, and, well, we'd like to thank that, but no, I'm glad to hear you say that you know you're looking for the medical effects for sure. I think most of us use it for medical effects, we just don't know it. So it's kind of like if you look at New York where they legalized you to smoke, but there's no uh, dispensaries or no caregivers. I feel like they're kind of screwing those people over because you're going to have the person who's never smoked cannabis go out and buy it from God knows who and have a panic attack and say, cannabis doesn't work for me. It's just she didn't get the right medication. So I'd like to hear you call it, you know, medication. I think that's the most important side and aspect yeah. as much as like it is fun to recreationally smoke and get stoned you know i think personally that some people have said this before and i tend to agree with it like all use is medical use like if you're using it for recreation even if that just like allows you to like have a little stress relief or relax mm-hmm. that stress relief is a medical benefit like stress is one of the number one killers heart attacks strokes all sorts of things related to stress early deaths and uh, Willie Nelson always, I would fuck up this quote, but he said, like, if stress is the number one killer, like, cannabis is one of the best medicines. <laughs> it reduces your stress. And I honestly think that's true. And that's there's so nice. much more than that. It modulates, like, our endocannabinoid system, which we didn't know about 50 years ago, but now we know a shit ton about. And that regulates our immune system and our ability to heal ourselves and sleep and eat and all these systems that people have issues with. It can help regulate one of the big reasons fucking big pharma hates it so much is it can help so many of us all the yeah, shit no, you... that they'd rather get rich off of. We can grow it in our fucking closet and save ourselves thousands of dollars. It's the most empowering thing. That's why like every grower that we have on growing with my fellow growers, occasionally we open it up for, we just put the zoom link 
kind of how like mm-hmm. the weed nerd world anybody could come on that's been on before if we recognize their name they jump on hemp with gg has been on many of you guys have been on and uh so many people are like especially in their first few grows it's like empowering is the word they use and it's like not only is it saving them money because like compared to what they used to spend buying it uh, mm-hmm. but it's the process of like taking care of a life if they've never had a child before or if they've never grown a plant before like it's really special beautiful process like eagles mentioned many times in the past people get addicted to the growing i think as much as the smoking like just being with your plants spending time with your plants like looking forward to that as much as actually consuming them and that being the best part of their day for some people you could be having a shit day and come home and the plants could pick you up or you might be like i had a shit day i'm not going to go into the garden until i get my head in the right place because i want to be in like a good mind space when i get with my plants but everybody's got their own kind of way but uh I love seeing people be empowered by something that was basically squashed down by the government for the past hundred years. And now it's kind of come into the forefront. And although there's some chads that probably don't be a part of the industry, taking most of the advantage of making the money off of it. A lot of good is also coming in the medical communities and people gaining access and not going to jail as much and getting information like we're having on these shows that we're able to spread to the people. It's like, it's so fucking powerful. And so many people are going to be able to grow their own that weren't ever able to five years ago or 10 years ago. And that's just like, they're fucked. How are they going to stop us now? <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Speaking of growing your own, I'm excited. I started a bunch of veggie seeds too today. So. Good on you, dude. Fucking uh, which ones? Uh, actually a shit ton of different ones. Peppers, different peppers, tomatoes, fucking cucumbers, watermelons. Do you start them indoor and then put them outside? Because isn't it still fucking like some of them? Yeah, some of them I'm gonna sow right outside. So I got like carrots and lettuce and shit like that. But I'm trying to get um, I want to get a broccoli. (laughs) I want to actually have a nice broccoli head. So I'm kind of gonna grow any corn. And uh, I don't actually no, I don't bother with the corn. And then no uh, knee high by the fourth of July. Carrots, (laughs) carrots are gonna be the other one that I want to get some nice carrots this year. So any maters? oh yeah we're gonna do a ton of tomatoes um thinking about making salsa from it and then uh nice yeah i think it'd be cool to do like a a hot sauce grow some peppers and some tomatoes fucking mix it up yourself get it kind of spicy that's kind of where i'm at this summer is uh i'm growing salad and salsa hell yeah (laughs) i learned the hard way this year though like Smiley, space your broccoli plants out a little more than you think they need it. Yeah, they got big. Mine, yeah. I guess it's more about the trigger of the temperature. So, like, you, you want to get them out real early so that they have a chance to form the broccoli. Because, like, once the temperature hits a certain degree, I guess, is when they go into that bolting and then they they throw the long shoot out or whatever. Yeah, they're more of a, a colder weather uh, vegetables or fruit or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Yeah, yeah Southern Saints start them indoor. I did start some of the broccoli too. That was my plan is hopefully get a little bigger. We, we really, I mean, I don't know, we came back, it was snow on Sunday, Saturday morning and then uh, the last few days have been in the 40s and 50s, so it's kind of that weird yeah. fake head head fake spring you guys get i remember that in ohio it'd be like 
you'd get like a 50 60 70 maybe even 80 degree day in like fucking may and like early april and then you get a fucking snow <laughs> like or march like it did yesterday the day before here and it was 60 degrees the day before that and then it's snowing the next day wake up there's like an inch of snow and well, it's gonna it be that way again because we're we're gonna have like 75 degree weather for the next couple days it says and then it's gonna go right back to the 40s and 30s so well if you really right, want- as long as we get a week of like above 50 degrees and then i can start cleaning out the garden yeah you know Just I mean? a couple of days. Smiley, um, or not Smiley, uh, fucking SoCal, what, what are you growing out here? Because where I'm at is almost like become a fucking tropical zone. So you can grow a lot of stuff a yeah, lot of the I year. Got, uh, I got, fuck, we got like 15 different like herbs going on. You know, like thyme and rosemary and um, rosemary grows garden. like a fucking beast out here. Yeah, the rosemary is beautiful. It's yeah, you'll so get damn fucking good. fifteen foot rosemary plants for you to let them go. Um, but right now, like with the setup I got going on right now for the greenhouse, this is pretty much just a tester run because I'm not hundred percent sure that location is going to work out. But I got fucking lettuce. Uh, I was going to say East County. It's going to be fucking like desert out there. It's going to be a little tough for cannabis well, to grow, depending on where you're at. I'm I'm deep East County too, so um, it stays. Like in I mean, in a mountain, we're like yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. More interesting. Yeah. I'm, more uh, interesting. So, from uh, if you were to leave from like Mission Beach and drive to my house, it's like a 55, 60 minute drive. So that tells you how kind of deep out in East County I am, you know. But um, I got fuck tomato. I got three different kinds of tomatoes going. Um, the corn's going ape shit. Lettuce is going crazy. Broccoli's going fucking nuts. Um, what else do I got going? I got like five different varieties of melon. Uh, cucumbers are going fucking crazy i was blown away how good corn grows out here this lady has a raised uh planter like a few houses down from me and it's only i want to say like three feet by two feet and she grows six foot plus corn stalks like two of them in a box that has other shit growing out of the bottom like permaculture style so the raised planter that i'm using for my corn what do i got in that one i got onion corn um a whole bunch of different kinds of lettuce and carrot in the one raised bed outside and that's an old bookshelf so that thing's working fucking great you know it's only a foot deep and everything in there is working fucking awesome and then in the greenhouse it seems like everything's just loving it in there because uh what i did with the flooring in there is we have gopher problems out here really bad so i scraped off and leveled off the area and I put uh, like quarter inch wire mesh down and then weed block. And then uh, let's see. No, I did the weed block and then the wire mesh and then more weed block. And then I put a layer of DG over the top of that. And 
on the inside of the greenhouse. What's DG? Forgive my ignorance. I'm a dumbass. Decomposed granite. Okay. So basically what DG will do is um, once you, you kind of pack it down a little bit and water it, you know, like soak it down, it turns into that really gnarly, hard freaking dirt that we have out here that you can't get a shovel through. So I use that for my floor. And then on the inside of the greenhouse, there's a spot that I found that sells um, like bark, like lands- landscape bark. And they say it's $18 a yard, but it's pretty much $18 is going to get you as much as they can literally fit in the back of your truck. So I put that down on my floor on the inside and I keep that moist so that it's a little bit more humid in the greenhouse than outside because our humidity here is fucking low. So even like today with it, you know, threatening to rain right now, my humidity meter out there says like 22%. Whereas like, you know, last week when it was hot, I was down to like 12 and 13 yeah, it's so different over here. It's like between like 50 and 70 most of the time. It drops down to like 30s and 20s in like the Santa Ana times, but it's definitely yeah. But you're you're more coastal. Yeah, yeah. I'm right on the fucking ocean. Yeah. So, and I'm you know four hour inland. From, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's well, different. You know, Kevin Jodry um, said even 10 minutes. Like he had a guy who was on the coast, a guy who was like five miles in and a guy was like 10 miles in and they all grew the same cut same soil same everything and they noticed huge differences right well it's like um there's a barrier in san diego county highway 15 man if you go west of the 15 towards the ocean it's going to be different than on the east side of the 15 yeah for sure you know if you're driving back from the beach to east county Right when you hit the 15, you can feel that fucking, like, wall of different air. It's, like, hotter and drier over there. Yeah, exactly. Within, you know, a mile. Yep. So. Even, like, San Marcos. I went to college up there. I would drive down to the beach. Or I didn't even have a car. I would take the fucking train. The Sprinter, I think it was called. It was two bucks one way. And drop you off at Oceanside Pier. And I'd be all stoked. It'd be fucking, like, 80 or 90 in San Marcos and then I'd get over to Oceanside and it'd be like 68 and cloudy. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like this yeah. marine layer. Everybody's like, get away from the marine layer to burn off. I'm like, well, I have classes later today. So fuck. I guess I'm just going to body surf in the cloudy. Fucking right. You know, I'm not going to complain as an Ohio boy. I, this is like living the dream for me out here. I fucking love being by the coast and being able to get in the water. But um, what's the, it, you've been here for many, many years and I'm sure you've been growing more than just this past year so what's the most successful food you've grown while you've been in california uh peppers believe it or not everyone grows them around here so that makes sense they they look beautiful and they're huge yeah um peppers and to be honest fucking um squash does really well out here so i did some last year in the raised bed my raised bed my main raised bed is uh, four by eight and it's 24 inches deep. That's and beautiful. I was getting 
Um, last year, we were getting squashes out of that thing that weighed like fucking 10 to 12 pounds. Damn. So, You're giving then, everyone in the neighborhood some fucking squash. Yeah. I was taking them to work, and people are like, dude, don't bring those in here anymore. <laughs> we can't eat that much fucking squash. Yeah, we don't we we don't have room for it anymore, dude. We've you know <laughs> and uh you know my wife was taking them to work and you know she works for a pretty big organization and you know there's a whole lot of people and you know they're a 24 hour deal, so there's people in there, you know, 24 7, 365, and you know, they were people would rather her stuff their face with McDonald's though. Right, right. Smiley. What about you? I'm going to ask you the same question because we were just talking about growing your own food as well. Um, in Michigan, I don't know how long you've been into the kind of victory garden side of things, growing your own food as well as cannabis, but what's the most success you've had with a food crop? Uh, last year, we kicked ass with uh, tomatoes, peppers, and, uh, and potatoes. So we had a shit ton of potatoes. Fucking buy I'd love the garden. For me, cucumbers, uh, fucking uh, green beans, tomatoes yield well for me. Zucchini, zucchini yields pretty well up here. Poor Smiley, I've been watching him. He's poor Smiley's still on Texas time. (laughs) 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 I've been watching him the last couple minutes, man. He's been famed. I'd be like, ain't no way that kid's even making it. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck he ain't making it to 4 4 49. <laughs> you can tell brother cheers to you you had but, uh, along with it does plus makeup work when you get back home i just want to throw out there real quick before he goes because uh uh i'm not kicking you out smiling i just know you're tired um fucking like growing things for other uses like garden uses i mean what would you necessarily could you grow like say for uh a good seed sprout tea or something that you would use in the cannabis garden later not just foods you would eat but are there foods that you could grow that uh you would use later on in your garden kind of like you know thinking ahead and in a jadam type state or you know yeah. or Comfrey is one real popular one a lot of people use. Um, that one will grow forever wherever you plant it, apparently. And uh, um, what was the other one I was just thinking of? Fuck. Dude, if you Google any fucking fruit, vegetable, uh, herb, if you get it during its vegetative stage and you just look up, what is this plant known to have uh, during vegetative growth versus fruiting, flowering? They'll tell you this one has manganese, this one has calcium, this one has that. Every one of these plants is useful in some facet. So if you just FPJ'd, like plant, <laughs> fucking fermented plant juice, like every single one of the fucking plants you have around you, you'll get micronutrient concentrations that are pretty rich in there. Like those things end up being like one to 1,000 concentrations. So very tiny amounts stretch into potent concentrations. So essentially... Almost all plants have tons of micro and macronutrients. And when you would break them be, down. Would that it, be considered K and F then? Yeah, crayon natural farming or just natural farming in general. Okay. Um, Jadam is the other. Jadam is like the branching <laughs> off of Master Cho, who made, I think, Korean natural farming fairly famous. He wrote a very good book describing a lot of the recipes. 
uh, that most people are commonly sharing. And he also does like classes, I believe, in Hawaii. Um, and then his son did the Jadam thing, which is a little bit less sugar, more like water-based stuff, but also like plant ferments kind of, and uh, both very effective. I was under the wing of a guy who that was kind of his shtick. He was all about KNF Jadam for years. And I think it grows incredibly tasty cannabis. And if you're growing in greenhouse, like pulling tarps and got lots of beds to basically fill up inexpensively as possible with still producing a high amount and high quality. I think it's definitely one of the best routes. Uh, there's so many ways to go about it. It's it's a fun one though. You feel like a mad scientist when you're looking at some of these fucking ferments in the bottles. Like, some of them smell funny. About, uh, I don't like making your stuff. own sprays. I heard like yeah. Soquel mentioned he's growing rosemary, a very effective oil that we use in the garden quite a bit. Can't you think Absolutely. about? Uh, can we hear more sort stuff like that too? I mean, can we That's use? Smart. How, we might as well make it a like a synergy type thing, right? If you're growing a garden and you're, you know, growing cannabis, why not think ahead and try to to synergize them both, right? That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, I know people grow marigolds and they put those like around the outside because they're supposed to ward off. Um, I think they used to be called chrysanthemums or even um, God, what's the name of? There's like a not permethrin, but it's it's one of those uh, pyrethrin, yeah. Pyrethrins, yeah, and pyrethroids. There's like the natural, and then there's the uh, chemical version. Pyrethroids are the chemical one, and pyrethrin. Yeah. yeah. But those plants used to be actually called like pyreth pyrethrin plants, I think, is or whatever. And uh, anyway, I'm definitely a little bit stoned to be trying to remember exactly the specifics of what IPM they provide, but I, I agree with the Eagle, like having like a banker plant or growing something for IPM, like uh, Leon's all per plus. I think most of that comes from like natural essential oils. And if you could grow peppermint, spearmint, uh, yep. rosemary and some of the other ones and then mix them up. I know that is one of the uh, ways that there was a gal who came on Future Cannabis Project a while back and she talked about I can't remember what the abbreviation was now, but it was a KNF, basically IPM spray. And uh, I think she called it OHN, Oriental Herbal Nutrient or something. Uh, but or OHN, I think, was the abbreviation. I can't remember what it stands for. <laughs> but yeah, she claimed that can be broken down into specific things to target specific pests. And I can't remember exactly how she went about doing that, but. I've definitely seen people have a lot of success using natural IPM, like Lost Coast Plant Therapy or All Per Plus, or even like the uh, enzymes, like Amazing Doctorzymes, or like Tweetment was like a combination. It used peppermint and also enzymes. Oh, and see, this year in the greenhouse, I'm doing an experiment with uh, companion plants as an IPM. Because, uh, you know, dill and uh, mint and things like that, you know, will repel different pests. So inside, I've got a bunch of pest repellent uh, bugs or, or uh, bug repellent plants. And then outside all over the yard, I've got a bunch of different stuff as well. You know, marigolds and, you know, all that kind of stuff growing on, you know, all through the yard to try to keep, 
as many pests out of the greenhouse as possible. That way I don't have to spray anything. You want to hear a motherfucker? Hota Herb, a friend of the show, Eagle quotes him many times. I definitely think he had a good effect on Eagle coming on the show. He told us a story about how he went and bought pepper plants to act as banker plants because he was going to have his predators feed on the pollen that the peppers produce so that they can survive. And if a pest ever comes around, they go eat the pest and they come back to the pollen as soon as the pest is gone. And the pollen actually helps them reproduce more and more or whatever. Well, he got the peppers from a nursery instead of starting them from seed. And sure enough, the peppers he brought in ended up having pests on them. So he, something that he got to be a pest preventer ended up being a pest. Uh, you know, super highway. Yeah. yeah. Vector is the word I was looking for. It vectored his garden. And uh, unfortunate situation, but... I definitely encourage starting from seed. Even like uh, Smiley, you were talking about, you just got some seeds. I love when I hear people starting stuff from seed. I think when you go get a start or a cutting, nothing wrong with that from the nursery. It definitely gets people started a lot quicker. But I think people, their heart is more connected to it when they start it from the seed and like go through the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Rosemary comment. I just heard Nick from uh, Rooted Leaf the other night talking about some benefits of rosemary and shit um that might be something too it gets me fucking high i swear you walk past it you pull a little bit of it off rub between your hands and smell it it, it gets me more high because i'm already stoned but it gives me more of an entourage effect because it's got pinene and all sorts of different terpenes in there and it's just yeah. an amazing smell it just like makes you happy and uh more alert i want to say cheers to male flower i haven't seen you in a long time and uh good to see you morning jack Morning, Smiley. Hope you have a good time. Everybody have a good Cheers. weekend. Cheers. Terps of the morning, morning brother. Eagle. Everyone have a good weekend. Yes, sir. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, if you get up on, you know, two wheels and try to be a fucking evil Knievel at your age, you know, come on. Come on. The funny hey. thing is, you weren't even here earlier, and we were already giving like, him for the same shit. You're like the bionic man, so, so Cal. <laughs> I used to think I was, but now I'm not. <laughs> you know? You're yeah. better off becoming the trainer, really. <laughs> you need that training job so, is for you. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, Cal, I'm, a, I'm in your camp. We are still. It's just slower recovery time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't bounce like I used to back in the day. You know, back in the day, you hit the ground and you kind of bounce right back up. You know, after like 40, when you hit the ground, you just fucking stick. You're fucking. <laughs> so I'll be fine, though. I'll be back on the bike in no time. Collagen and protein, bro. Don't kill you, only makes you stronger, right? One glass of collagen protein every night, bro. Well, no, here's the weird thing. You get like, collagen protein. You get all this beautiful hair back. I was bald before. 
do. No, I go through like almost all three gallons of milk a week. So I got really strong bones. Mm-hmm. It's just the muscle around those bones is all fucked up. Didn't grow hair before or fingernails. No, I didn't have fingernail problems. But I was bald as fuck before. Now I just got all this fucking hair. One glass of collagen protein. Now, uh, Jack, aren't you, uh, you're fully organic, right? That's all you use is organics. I think you were saying that in your Instagram, right? Uh, I haven't posted Instagram in quite a while, but. No, on the live. I asked you in the live and you're like, yeah, I do. I think you said you do only organics, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I've been recycling the same soil for like three years, maybe four years now. It was a Michigan made mix, which is an organic base. Um, I like them because Swan actually went through the getting everything tested for heavy metals and other stuff. <clears throat> a few other people do that. Jeremy at Build a Soil and others, but there's plenty of great soil out there as a premixed base. Um, it got me through a runner, and then I got another bag to get through another run. And each run I went through, I was like, I'm not throwing this stuff out, but I put it in a garbage bag and put it back in the box that it came shipped in. And uh, I was like, all right, fuck, I got to figure out a reamendment recipe, and I hit up. Spartan Grown, who also grew in uh, the M3 base. I was like, what was your reamendment process? So he sent me a little list. He's like, hey, I'm actually doing it right now today. So I'll just write it out. And he sent me a little step-by-step. So I took his and I've kind of like uh, added the green stock twist here and there, like a little bit extra worm castings more than he would use in Pokashi. But he uses like mycorrhizal in the hole as well as uh, insect frass. Basically, you put the used soil into the pot and make a hole. In the earth boxes case, I basically take the two trowels or whatever that I have to stick it down in there and pull the old soil out, just that one little block. Uh, everything else, I leave no-till, so it's kind of like a low-till. I pull that block out and then just transplant in there. And uh, then you top dress with uh, earthworm castings as well as build a soil craft blend and gypsum. And then if I'm not using a uh, plastic mulch like the shower cap or recently I've been using just garbage bags and taping them around the earth box, um, I'll use a bunch of rice hulls on the top. But I also mix, uh, my addition is like adding Bokashi um, from Bokashi Earthworks. Shout out to Brandon. I think it's good stuff. And then um, there's a few other things that I'm probably forgetting. I could send you, DM me if you want the list or whatever. But it's now, been working you, well for me. Do you uh, do the whole worm farming thing? Because it's kind of like Eagle said, where you kind of have that cobiotic relationship where you can kind of take care of everything on your own, you know, so you can grow your leaves and then when you're done, feed them to your plant or your worms and then have your worms feed your plants. I just don't know if it's going to be efficient. I, would. I was like this close to setting it up. I did all the research and I was like about to do it. And uh, the other thing that has to be symbiotic with is a uh, happy wife, happy life. And that was where she kind of drew the line. She thinks that it's going to be like disgusting. And even I was like, it's not feasible for me to have it outside where I'm at and to have it inside would be problematic with the cats and everything. So we've got a place locally called the in, like center for environmental innovation where they've got really good worm castings. But since the pandemic, they've been shut down for that. Uh, but other than that, there's a, if you go to Tractor Supply, you can get what's called Terravesco, or any. There's a bunch of places you can get it. They ship it right to your door if you go on. Uh, it's like Terravesco, V-E-S-C-O, uh, feed the soil. They're featured in like the biggest little farm 
uh, and other things, but they used to be called Sonoma Valley Worm Farm and Clackamas Coot, who a third of his mix, he based his uh, soil mix on the Cornell mix, which is one third compost, one third aeration, one third Canadian sphagnum peat. His one third uh, compost, he uses all worm castings or vermicompost. And one of the only ones that I've ever heard him give like a nod of approval to that is commercial was the Terravesco and it's a California based company. I like to transport, it's not local necessarily, but keeping it in the US, keeping it in California if I can. And I tried their stuff out. They've got like the, I think he invented the person who like started that um, thing. I don't know if he invented it or if he's just got a bunch of them like the flow through reactor kind of worm castings. They've been testing their worm castings every two months for like the past four years. And they get the exact same nutrient content, exact same levels of like the main two uh, beneficial bacterias. So I really like that one. It's a more consistent product than what I get locally, but I like to use both when they're available. But I, I just love organics. I don't think you sacrifice too much in terms of yield. I think if anything, it's a slight bit slower in veg and uh, growth. As far as my experience, if you don't have a perfectly dialed in soil, like Brandon Rust uh, does soil testing, does tissue testing and sap analysis, all that shit. If you're doing that, I think side by side, it's going to be pretty similar speeds. But as like a home grower who's kind of doing more like the build a soil way where I just kind of like hit it with a broad swath of organic inputs and just give it like the buffet, pretty much guarantee or to the best of my ability that everything is there that needs to be um, without doing any testing. And like you can reamend with like if I'm noticing they're are getting a little bit yellow and I'm not seeing a good enough amount of nitrogen, like I'll use like an amino N plus product. Or if they're just generally not looking like they're able to uptake the nutrients, because I know there's plenty of them there. I'll just hit it with a micro product like micro plus. Or I've even used um, recharge. I use that in my transplants. I've ran out. I can't find my mycos. I've been using recharge because it has mycorrhizal fungi for transplants. Hell yeah. Happy 420, everyone. Cheers. So Cheers. with Cheers. my uh, my original outdoor bed, the 4 by 8 when I originally built that and filled it up with soil, um, half of the soil that went in there was used to dig roots. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I just realized I was rocking it all by myself all this time. I didn't mean to cut you off so <laughs> No, that's not good. <laughs> but what I've been doing with that is every time I harvest something, I'll just do a chop and drop on the plants themselves and then put a little bit more compost over the top of that. And that soil this year is fucking phenomenal. But I also went to a good old Uncle Jim's worm farm and bought, you know, 5,000 uh, red wigglers. And they got buried into that garden bed as well. And I dedicated a certain little spot right in the middle of the bed where uh, up until Smiley gave me the idea, I was digging a hole in the same spot every time to feed the worms and uh smiley mentioned something about dropping a bucket in there with a bunch of holes in it and just using that to feed the worms so what i ended up doing is getting some uh corrugated um like drain pipe with a bunch of holes you know pre-drilled in it drilled the holes out bigger and stuck that down in there 
And uh, that fucking soil in there, it doesn't matter where I go in that in that garden bed now. If I dig down, you know, two inches, I'm pulling out three or four worms out of every handful of soil. And I'll tell you what, I have never had healthier looking plants than I do this year. And that even goes for my little volunteers that popped up out there. Worms are like magic, man. Worms, man. They make the world go round. Yeah. Is that Cheddar Bob? Just like these weed nerd world hats. <laughs> Disperse them throughout the universe. Thank you, you very much. Good, uh, it's awesome. It's warmer than my North Face hat, dude. You're coming, <laughs> us, coming to us from the new home? No, God, no. Not yet. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. No internet. No no nothing set up yet so i still have quite a ways to go with moving stuff from here so probably uh may 1st well either way congratulations i saw you and your lady <laughs> happy moment big big step uh, in the life yeah so happy for you adulting i held off as long as possible no more no more peter pan <laughs> well bouts of peter pan but you know, I don't believe that part. for a second. For most part, I've had my shadow sewn back on. So, if you lift up your shirt, I bet you you're still wearing a Superman or superhero underneath. Jack, you, you wouldn't be wrong. Okay, well, at least we've still got the same cheddar. Yes. <laughs> Just because you own a home doesn't mean you're trying to completely change on us. I need a an eagle. I need an eagle tattoo uh, compression shirt. He needs to like 3D print his tattooed body and then <laughs> transpose that onto a compression shirt. There you need the tights for it too on the leg. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll go, I'll show up on how I'll show up on the Halloween show in a fucking <laughs> leotard. <laughs> I want mine to be one of those like when you were a little kid and you'd get like the wrestler outfits and they'd have the really muscular upper bodies, but it was like foam right. padding. It was very obviously fake, but they had like six packs and like big old chest chiseled in there. But like with all dead, Eagles tattoos. My Deadpool costumes like that. It's like this big, all muscles. <laughs> we all roll up to some uh, cup. That cup <laughs> that was supposed to get shut down in the forest or whatever. All rocking Eagle full body sleeve. Yeah, we all show up looking the same. We're like V for Vendetta. We yeah. just all look like evil. We all shave. We all shave our heads and stand backwards. <laughs> I just right, boy, get rid of the beard. Like, It'd be not too I'm far gonna, up top. I think hey, I'm gonna get out of here. I wanted to just hop in, you know, show my plants, enjoy my 420 smoke with a great community. But uh, appreciate you having me up. Peace and love. Anytime, Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Good to see you, Gigi. Have a wonderful morning. Get lots of sleep. Us talking about pretending to be like Eagle made me think of uh, there's this new uh, TV series called The Dropout about that girl Elizabeth Holmes who made Theranos a giant like medical fraud. They said they take a drop of blood and do all this blood testing. Well, turns out they're like (laughs) diluting the blood and running it on like regular machines and saying that their machine was doing it and it really wasn't able to do any of what they're claiming essentially. They had like a party for one of her birthdays or some shit. Like everyone was wearing a mask with her face on it. Just like it was super creepy. That but, is creepy. Yeah. Funny is, is that conversation. That, but. that like billionaire woman that just went to jail they made a show about? 
Like yeah, she, I don't. Did she brought it out yet? like the whole community? Or yeah, I think she did get sentenced. Okay, I knew that she was uh, found guilty, but they were like waiting to like she can do up to twenty years, I think. But yeah, she defrauded like Walgreens. She had like FDA approvals and stuff. Like she definitely pulled off a pretty large scale. Pulled off a Bernie Madoff. Yeah, for lack of a better, yeah, sort of a Ponzi scheme pretending to be a business. Hey, Smiley, nice hat. You guys are twinning. Yeah, You're twinning. Oh, how's the black, uh, project, uh, Smiley and Eagle? How's the DOA project going? Good. I'm getting very full mind here in front of next week. I should be taking it down and chucking some seeds, letting her dry, chucking some seeds. Yeah, I'm about four weeks from coming. pollination, so... And it remind me again what cross it's a Colombian cross to uh, uh, Jack Skellington. Yeah, Skellington Jack was the song that he fucking always sent Eagle. It's a good one. It's different from Endo Dope. It's, it's a lot different than their typical flow. It's kind of more in your face. Yeah. Hardcore. I like it. I, I love their music. So look forward to uh, Cheers, Cheddar Bob. Congrats on the house. Oh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Got an extra room there for me, right? I got a couch. I got a garage. Did anybody else, when they looked at the new house, I looked at it and there was something about the yellow gable and the color of the house that I thought, man, that just seems fitting. (laughs) It just seems fitting. Like it was, you know, called or meant for you, to be honest with you. It looked like one and one. Well, here's a, here's a funny story. Um, So we went and looked at the house and we were like, uh, all the, everything's getting bought up, you know, and listing price offering listing price isn't cutting it anywhere in this market now so we didn't have a whole we didn't have any extra money to put on top of listing price so we were like oh well it's just we'll write him a letter right so the wife wrote this letter it was like hi i'm so and so and this my my wife and we're blah 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 and my family's from up there and um she mentioned the name and we ended up getting the bid and the real estate agent told us that the letter was why they chose us. And in the letter, when I told him who my grandmother was, um, my grandmother babysat them when they were like five and seven years old in that house. It gives you yeah. saying to us, not what you know, it's who you know, right? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, just coincidence, you know, my, my, my mother, my grandmother and my grandfather are from that area. And uh, she saw the house and she's like, is that the Grant house? It's like, uh, yeah, I think that is them. So, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. That's full circle up. story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super cool. Full story. And, and that's like that's like the stuff that happens in small communities, you know. Like that, you wouldn't really find that trying to buy a house in Sacramento or. I will say, in LA, I have a buddy who's a real estate agent, and he has told me on more than one occasion that letter has been, even when somebody offered like up to $10,000 over enough to sway a seller. 
because they're like, yeah. hey, this person's going to buy it, flip it, or this person's going to buy it and demolish it. Where sometimes it's young it's not just about the money. There. No, it's it's often yeah. not. It, it, it's it's it, about who they it. want living there. Yep. You know, so yep. yeah, we uh, everything just seemed to culminate at the right time. So we one of those good on you because the market is yeah. uh right now kind of doing one of these because yeah i mean shit materials you know, are none, expensive yeah neither of our credit is like exceptionally fantastic so we got a little bit higher of a uh interest rate but it was still under what it would have been before it went up hey i'll let you feel a little bit better about it whatever it is minus 7.5 percent because that's what inflation is so Ooh, you're really okay. It might be negative because our money is is worth. So whatever you you got your fixed, hopefully a fixed mortgage for yeah, we got or thirty four, years presumably. Four point seven five. So you got negative three percent. You're basically getting free money right now, and during this first year, you're profiting three percent on that loan because like that. cash is worth seven percent less because inflation. So I personally think that's like a great deal. Pay it off slow. Fucking cash. Well, when you explain it like that, Jack, it certainly does sound like a great deal. <laughs> Generally until uh, it's even, I mean, 4% is reasonable. So as long as it's under like seven to nine, like what you could get in the market or with shit inflation right now, like it is, I think it's a sound choice. Like just happy for you. Good people Thank deserve a, Good things to come around. I appreciate that, Jack. It's very. Those nice. interest are rates are going to go up. They have to. Are they even going to offer variable rate anymore? Is that even a thing? Isn't that what fucking did everything in? They do it with cars. I don't know if they're going to do it with homes. You're right. It did. That is what. Oh wait. Got well, it did us in, but they were also just giving loans to everybody and anyone. The unqualified people. You're right. It was yeah. A because of both, but. Dude, it was more fucked. The variable rates were like, hey, you pay nothing for a year, and then it's like 30%. On yeah, it goes up to 22% bucket. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but they had, so they had the variable, but what they had was the the interest-free, so you are basically paying on the back end of that payment instead of the front <laughs> where you're paying more interest and that lessens. You start yeah, out paying none of that interest back, house. and you're just paying this little payment, and then it keeps going up. But yeah. then you also had the variable rate where if it bumped up, then it, it would bump up even more. So it was going to go up either way. But by the time it was all said and done, I mean, three, four years down the road, you could be paying four times what you sh- were normally paying. So if you're paying a thousand a month, you'll be paying four thousand. Crazy. Okay. So and then again, they're qualifying anybody by using that 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 system they're qualifying you know anybody that was to give an example my uh, ex at the time she was making maybe twenty dollars an hour i we were looking at getting a three hundred and twenty thousand dollar home and i was like i've bought sold many homes by then so i I was giggling like because she was just gonna do it i was like i'm not gonna have any part of this i'm not buying anything in this inflated market it's coming down. I saw it coming down um, just on my end, because when I'm not working and I'd already been through this before in the nineties, you know, it kind of did that it tanked in the early nineties. 
and then started back up again, but it wasn't as bad as this last time was. But it's going to happen again. Both things happen again. Now I was going to totally say, do you think that we're at that point right now? Because I hear a lot of people saying pre-pandemic, it was about to happen anyway. Like the market. No, was it was happening estate. anyways, guys. It was it was happening. And then we when, pumped a bunch with, of money to, for, to, like, to save us from the pandemic. And that has floated us for a year or two. But the recession is like imminent, so to speak. I mean, I don't know. I can yeah. tell you this. From 2012 to 2016, I did not work. I'm a union man, could not work. There was no work for me. I was a residential electrician at the time. There was nobody building fucking houses that were taking union workers. So I did no chance of getting work. I could have went non-union, but the pay that I was going to get doing non-union would have paid me enough money to pay someone to watch my kids, which didn't make fucking sense to me. You know, to go put money in some non-union guy's pocket, which I'm taking a risk now by doing this, because if I get caught, I can get in trouble. If they wanted to, they could, you know, boot my ass out. So it, it was uh, so then I went back to work and it was spotty for a minute and then things were rolling. And it was like overtime, overtime, overtime. The next thing I know, I'm on the third tallest building in the city of Chicago. And and then the election happens and the new guy that gets in that's supposed to be on my team, you know, within a month or two, I'm getting laid off again, you know, and here we go. No work and jobs that we were, you know, and this was again, pre pandemic, there was a job that I was wishy-washy, wishy-washy. As soon as it was COVID job gone. Okay. That's it. We're not going to do it. You know, they got, they had now, so that, but it was going to end, it wasn't going to happen anyways. It was, they were trying to back out of it. The job was delayed by months. So it, it's just kind of the same repeated patterns that I'm seeing that was happening. Okay. It's not as drastic as it was, but we're going to have a downturn and there will be some, you know, people that are probably got their hands in or a couple of fingers to buy too many. So. It's going to be as drastic. The Fed, the Fed is going to has to raise interest rates. They have, have to. to, have to. They've lowered, they've lowered and lowered and lowered and lowered. And it's lowered not and lowered even that. The, but the the rate of inflation, Bob, on everything else, it, you, yep. it has to follow. It always yep. does. I don't know the economics behind all the math. I'm sure there's people in chat that know all this shit. Start saving, I'm just saving, saving you your don't bricks. Know. You don't know your recession until. Because it's like two, uh, basically two uh, quarters of economic downturn. So if you're currently in it, you don't know until after it happens. So it'd have to be back-to-back bad uh, GDP for the whole country. And these times over here, it's the exact same over here. The prices in houses in the last six months, just locally, ten percent higher. You know, in six months. So anybody, you know what I mean? You're, anybody that bought six months ago is already, you know what I mean? Fortunately, we were only... So it's a bubble. It's It's been a bubble constantly. It's We only have to look back, you know? The thing is, people we were, always need a place to live. So it's like, you're either going to buy or you're going to rent. And a lot of yeah, people, we if you're not investing, you feel like you're kind of getting fucked if you're just renting. We were only yeah, like $4,000 over <laughs> the, the general listing price of of the 
the town. So I think we, we, we had to have made it in just under the bubble. Um, I just got to ask Stoney, do you ever do work outside of your state or is it too hard to get like contracting licenses and things like that in other areas? Cause I know yeah, like, where no, I'm at, I would have, no, through my union, I haven't traveled. No. Okay. I've just traveled say, the state. There's always fucking work out here, no matter how shitty the times were. Like even at the worst of the worst, there's people built. Like it almost seemed like it ramped up during the worst times for us when lumber was expensive, copper was expensive, everything was fucking expensive. There were people building like a motherfucker. It's like they redid every single fast food joint. Uh, they're fixing up all people's houses or doing additions. I'm like, lumber is like creeping up to the price of gold and people are right. buying fucking sheets of fucking just yeah, but, but people weren't going on holidays okay so everybody that had that little extra whatever 10 15 grand hunted into the house they hunted into all them jobs that she wanted to do or he wanted to do and that's where you know i mean everyone I know done something to their house like they would completely renovate it you know you're locked up, We've you have to look done, at it all the fucking time. You know, we all done stuff because we had time to do it at home. There wasn't, you know. Isn't that what everybody did back you, in the... That, that made that trying to get lumber was, you know what I mean, drove the price up there instantly because the normal person was going out and doing DIY, so... That's a, oh, it has so a huge amount of effect. You know? Speak to Jack, he was saying that people were banking sheets there. I know where I'm at. Unless you bought the package from the lumber yard, you are limited to how many sheets you can buy. Oh, yeah. so, and I think that's two bunks max if you're a contractor outside of, you know, uh, like I said, by actually purchasing the house package from them, you can only bank up two bunks, 160 sheets. And that's max. If you can, if you're lucky to get that at this point, to be honest with you. Yeah, and we're seeing that's what happens with a lot of the contractors. They can't afford to be going in at today's prices, you know. What it's causing them to daily get to work, what it's causing them to run Jenny's, all that stuff. It's you know, yeah, the gas costs go everything. up, the wood costs go up. So, you're out of money straight away, so you got to go back to the go back and say, Look, you know. How do you quote yeah, right that's now? What, that's you what you can't find a contractor right now that. Yeah, but they don't want to touch it either because it's so expensive. They don't know what they're getting into. Yeah, not here. You can't. You can't find one that isn't, you know, busy until August, oh, September. Yeah. Like every contractor in my area is fucking slammed with business. Slammed. Like in two thousand five, the big push. Because yeah. well, we have tons of outage desperate sorts since the pandemic. Get everything done at once in 2005, 2006. By 2007, it was getting spotty. All of a sudden, things were like, I remember going to one job site, and this guy's like, Oh, we've got it was brand new, man. They only had shit 30, 40 homes up, and this was like 400 homes, two years worth of work. And it was solid. It, oh, yeah, this one's solid, man. This is people bought these bought, That's This is sold. They're digging holes. They were digging holes everywhere. One day it stopped. Just no more fucking tractors moving. And next thing I know, uh, two days go by, and I don't see one backhoe digging anything. And it's beautiful outside. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? 
and then I'm getting handed a fucking check. Sorry. What do you mean? That's it. Not going to go any further anymore on this job. <laughs> really? Yep. Stopped. Hey, guys, I'm going to jump out. I don't want to ruin the conversation. Land, land safely, Smiley. Cheers, Smiley. Careful on your knees. That was a good one, man. Cheers, Smiley. When when you land, you're really tall. Oh. All right. We'll see from, ju- from jumping out. Get it? <laughs> you know, it's, Unfortunately, uh, it's that time. We're all behind you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm ready to go. I got to get shit done, so. I, I just wanted to jump off and jump on and show my, my trophy. My trophy. Appreciate it. Look good in it, brother. Love it. I wish I had got out earlier. It made me very happy to wake up this morning and wake up next to you, Evil. <laughs> That's weird. I don't every, know every, what to say. <laughs> <laughs> That was a little uncomfortable, Bob. <laughs> hey, man. That's uh, what I do. That's what I do. So with that, uh, That's why we love it. good night, good morning, good afternoon <laughs> to everyone. Yes. Have a great rest of your day. Peace. Cheers, Peace. Cheers Bob. Right on, man. Uh, much respect. It makes me laugh, man. Have a good morning, everyone. Eagle. Robert. Yeah. Everyone. Be good out there. Much respect, sir. Cheers, brother. <laughs> yeah, I think so, I'll be the next one out the door. You know, uh, oh, hey, SoCal. Yeah, SoCal. Fuck you. Fuck. I'm about to get SoCal. <laughs> there you go. He did. You got a good one on us yesterday, though, SoCal. If you went back and watched, uh, we were like, man, he did. He got. We didn't. We didn't even. You got us. We didn't even see it coming last night. So, or well, that was the whole point, before. right? <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go put my balloon of an ankle up and fucking ice it up. So I will uh, catch you guys on the next one. So, Eagle, fuck you for having us. Chat, fuck off. Green fingers, you're a fag. I heard you mention it earlier, Jake, so I'll tell you a funny little story. Maybe you think it's funny. Maybe you won't. First of all, Ty, you've been really quiet. Cheers, brother. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Second of all, I think it's cool the way this fucking HD camera has caught this light like frozen. You know what I mean? It's like frozen there coming out of the tent. If you turn it, you can actually see it, but right there for some reason. It makes it look like it was fucking frozen. But, um, oh, what happened last night, man, after the guest, man, which was a bummer, total bummer. But hindsight, I think uh, Canamanks asked the other day or yesterday, would you rather know the future or the past? And in hindsight, it's probably a good thing the show ended probably where it did. I fucking... Kind of tested my gut a little bit yesterday between the morning Cajun sausages I had, followed by the super hot buffalo wings, followed by the the habanero salsa before the show. Oh, man, did my gut hurt. 
so so bad i mean literally fucking pains 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 oh man it was rough it was seriously rough to followed by a weed nap that kind of got out of control that's it it was like i'm just gonna smoke a bowl and lay here in a fetal position for a minute which turned into oh fuck it's 5 30 in the morning <laughs> so that's kind of what happened to the weed nerd world last night i was giggling when you were talking about fucking growing spicy shit because i love spicy shit sometimes Sometimes it can haunt you, brother. <laughs> um, so, cheers. Wow, well, Hopefully, uh, on that note, Eagles, thanks for having us. <laughs> Jack, cheers. Green finger, cheers. Chat. Oh, wow. Cheers. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, man. Everybody, Thank go find the team. That's a hilarious eagle. Fucking, I did the same thing, kind of not that many mixed stuff, just one meal. But I was kind of glad I didn't didn't have the pain downstairs, you know. Oh, I'll do it again. I'm a sucker for the pain. I use the, the Asian the the hot oil. So like, don't don't try that shit. It's a lot different. It's not it's not like regular chili sauce. On that, peace, Jack, Eagle, love you. Thanks for having us on. You too, brother. Anytime. It's what makes the world go round. Can't believe it's been nice to see you. It has oh. been. This is uh, always good hanging in the weird nerd world. I uh, had a great time, as always. I'm uh, probably going to watch a little 1883 Yellowstone. Actually, you know what? I'm watching Tombstone. I've been into my cowboy westerns lately. I can shoot them up. <laughs> Interesting shit. But uh, yeah, always good. Hanging in the weed nerd world. Thank you for having me. I think uh, I was the first one in, last one out. Fucking uh, now Eagle's about to play some tunes. That is, that's definitely been a while since that's happened. For sure. I know. Monday no, night's but... the night. Monday night is the night because or Tuesday night. I guess it's Tuesday morning now. Uh, my Tuesday morning's pretty open, so I can uh, handle staying up till two, no problem. But it was great to uh, share it with you all. <clears throat> I must admit, um, one of my good friends locally. Um, I feel like uh, I love Smiley, but you know sometimes when your friends have issues with somebody, then it seems like you kind of have issues with that person. And one of my buddies locally here is uh, Matthew Gates. And I just feel like Smiley was, uh, and maybe there's something more to it, but some of the comments he was leaving on his Instagram were just pretty uh, aggressive and disparaging and calling into question his professional uh, nature and things of that nature. And I didn't want to like call him out and like ruin the mood of the show because <laughs> I think sometimes it's better just to that's really not even my battle to fight and uh, Matthew would probably fucking cringe that I'm even bringing this up at the end of the show but uh, I don't know I just I wish that uh, everybody could just go along <laughs> it sucks when people uh, your friends are in fights with other friends and then you feel like you can't necessarily like 
hang around and talk because then that one person might be feeling like, I don't know, you never want to rub people the wrong way. Or at least I don't. I just, uh, I'm all love, you know, I try to be at least. And I'm just here for the smoke, the growing, and the great conversation. And uh, it's a great community. So I will let you go and uh, you can respond if, to that if you'd like. But I know you got to get your uh, shout outs in and you've probably got some work to do in your garden. And I know it's a long list. I thought about one day on a Tuesday typing out all the names because I did that once a while ago. And it's just crazy to see how many people are on there. I have to listen at like 0.25 to keep up with the typing. But uh, as many names as there is, you rock it through it pretty well. And uh, cheers to you for shouting them all out, if and when you do. Not to say that you're obligated to, like tonight or any other night. But it's it's awesome that you uh, show that love and respect to the community. Not many people do uh, to that level. It's hard to. I hate to say sometimes my show, we I do acknowledge the chat One at all. One thing you'll notice about that list is... There's a people that I clearly disagree with on that list, but I respect to shout them out still night after night, because even though we may not see eye to eye at one point or for one thing or another, I do respect them as a person and their opinion. So that's why, you know, I do still do that list. You know what I mean? There is good and bads, and uh, hopefully at the end of the day, you know, we do respect each other's opinions and their knowledge, you know, uh, because that, that's the only fair thing, you know, we're entitled to our opinions and all that good things. So at the end of the day, I hope we, you know, upset this one thing at, at many nights because totally things do have gotten here, heated here at one point or another. We should be able to shake hands, smoke, and have another conversation tomorrow with respect. So, you know, yeah, that's what it is. I agree 100%. We're all adults. We're all adults and we can be yeah. mature about it. And I just, uh, when people start making like personal attacks and uh, being aggressive on social media, I'm just like, that's the, the last thing I want when I go on social media. It's like, I try to avoid the negativity. I'm looking for plant pictures. And people asking questions about growing <laughs> or like, you know, what seeds they're popping or what plants they're growing, food or cannabis. Like, I just, other negativity in my life, I, I just don't need from these outlets. And I love that it's generally 99.9% .9 of the time, a very positive one. So cheers to that. And I'll take one more puff and I'll go chill with all the chat while you uh, say your goodbyes. Cheers, brother. Try to get some music going here to the shout outs. The list is getting long. Wish YouTube would be a little bit more friendly about what uh, I can play. I actually was uh, rocking quite a bit of shit the other day. That, uh, uh, Johnny Green though. <laughs> Lex for Lexus the other day. And I missed it, man. I gotta fucking double up on that. It's kind of crazy right now at time, but that's something I that have been I value and wish I could uh say do my part in saving. 
one thing before I run Eagle is I do uh, want to formally invite you. We haven't made a date or anything yet, but when we have a cheap home grow cup or meetup or whatever the hell it ends up being, live podcast, whatever we can pull off and get people interested in. Um, the plan right now is for Vegas, and I've talked about it on the show a few times, uh, planning. So I would love it if you would come, if you're able to. I don't want to like force it on you, but we're going to try and make it on a weekend that's not like expensive to travel and uh that's not busy with other events and things like that so uh as soon as i know the date i'll let you know and would love it if you would be able to attend so i just wanted to formally offer you an invite and uh, let you know kind of the rough whereabouts and i'm planning roughly in october so just to that's good that's good reasons to go to vegas uh Oh, yeah, a lot of great people were in that area. So good choice on that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Ty and Johnny Canisee, too, that come right to the top of the head. But there's such a great cannabis community around there and all the weed nerds and uh, just people that are going to come together. And um, I really look forward to it. Meeting people in person is, like, one of the best parts. Like, I love the shows. And uh, when you finally get to meet the people in person, it really, everything clicks, you know. You've, know, you've known each other for so long that you just become instant friends. It's like, uh, people are pretty real for the most part. If you've hung around the community long enough, people will get a good idea of who you are. It's tough to fake it if you've been around for a long, long time. And, uh, kind of wear your heart on your sleeve and are honest and open with people. So, peace and love. Catch you uh, on the next one that I'm at. Might not be the next one, but I'll be around. Much love you. Peace. Have a good one. With that being said, that does wrap up this episode. Holy cow, 615. Much love to everybody. Much love to Jack and Mr. Smiley, both of whom put in a lot of time in the show, both of whom I respect very much. I don't know what to say about all that. Bygones be bygones. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Smiley. Welcome back from Texas. Hope you like your custom hat. Smiley's the only one. There's a lot of hats that went out, but only Mr. Smiley's got uh, embroidered with his hand on. So, cheers, Mr. Smiley. I look forward to your organic takeover, hopefully, very soon. Of course, YouTube's not going to shoot me any music right now. What the hell? Awkward <laughs> Just go with the dead ads. Just go with the fucking dead ads, I guess. A little bit of monster so I can micro-man through this fucking thing. Cheers, CK. Chilbert, UK, I need to put you on the list right now before I forget. I meant to earlier. Everything that I said I am, keep my shit tight, man. Motherfucker from the band. And I crack it anytime, swim my mind, set it's time to be scrapped. Be my soon. Shut down a high new shop as a high full crash, like a mouse. Shoot, stop like a cost of my house. And then I'll soon.
Some cool details today. I'm lost up ten to your girl four twenty three. Dumb Bob Christina MG eight nine. Unplugged seven oh five. Medical McCullough Cody Rick T. The Rebel the nineteen two seven. Baby and Selena. Dave's not here. Times Blue. Greg Walker. Mendo Dope T Dog. Dung Beetle. Red Eye Jedi Grows. Mother Nature. Justin Conway. Duckweed. Run Boy seven four two six. Justin Goodard. Dang man, Okie Grower 75, Corey Travel, Michael Wallace, Mole Vision 420, Who's Your Cat Teddy, Taco Don, Slug, Rick Hess, In the Bushes 827, James Siemens, Kevin Hahn, World's Last Hell, Pat's Fan, Bio Mentor, Duro Dude, Ken Shiba, Jose Ramirez, Red Eye Rustler, Dab Goblin, Dr. Buzzle, Your Acetone 710, Canuck, Ken Cooey, Genetics, Stabby Tanazi, Pumater, Dirt Man, Dan, Keith the Black Sales, Mr. Bocilla, Symbrium, Garden, Rasta Bob, Rasta Jeff, Sold Root Small, Two. Tyler, Frosty Buds, Norm, Michigan, Mike, or Ouija Buds, Dub T, Roy, Big Dark, Rose, AC, Modern Genetics, O'Kell, Weedner, John, Last, PPJ, 15, Green County, Grower, Steve, J, Apple, Perfectly Imperfected, Dollar Tree, Grower, T1 Productions, St. Grower, EOA, Grow Meds, Miss Nudie, Grows, I Grew Some, Johnny, Kennedy, Nutrient, Shootouts, Naughty, Nikki, Zoanne, Savage, Slammer, Pixel, Monkey, St. Bernard, the Observation Booth, Clover, 420, High Spy, Aldridge, 25, Miss Moo, Stu, Moo, Mo, Grower, The Can of Crate, Loki Grove, Sus, this guy, Burton, 79, 79, Polish Hammer, Whit, Midwest, Outlaws, Voodoo, Alters, Fresno, Nerds, Kelly Connection, Wolverine Grove, Big Jar Grove, Jimmy One for Life, Wade, 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 Wayback Farmer, D-Block, MMP, Nations Creations, I'm still a little speechless on that shit, Amber Delonic, Psychedelic Warlock, Artist, LD, Sir Circuit, Big Dave Nip, Big Dave 420, Brent Window, Big Ed, 1961, Man, Wadi, G3, The Green Click, JK, Triple G, Mr. Sprinkly, Brittany and Tyler, Teasley, Hope Farms, Lisa G, John, B2 Crazy for you, BGW, G420, Dr. Budswell, Purpton OG, Anthro, Sentimania, Anthro, Just Space, 420, East Coast from 420. Sir How, Trey Blow, keep it real. Haggerton 420, Zeb Audit everywhere. BT Double D, Bingus Grows, Green Puffin Man, Alex Boykachev, Seth Life, School of Crop, Cuz I Love It, Green Mountain Grower, Southwest Oakey, Real 100, 212, Andy Man, Manda Family Farms, Page Farms, Meow Flower, Ryan Henderson, Me, Green 13, New Sailbot Winds, Kingdom Macroponic, Sandra, Michigan Native, Mary Jane, Med Gardens, 77 double D bad bunny nutrients. Mr. Green Pots, Mr. Green Nugs from 619 664. Spaniard Kruger, Jones Grow, Pop G Grows, Raz Amy Drove Grows, Cass Grow from your heart podcast. Lily Luna, Green Men Flock, Jeremiah Miranda, Sony Creek Lost Art, Mr. No One, LG 420, Giant Mike. Rest in peace, brother. Prometheus Soul, Jason Isom, P. Wynn, David Kobuk, Mason 662, Shroggy Mix, Scroggins in the fourth, the Goddess Grows, Kelly Burrows, Chad and Bad Family Farms, Polly P. J. Org, Kevin Jodry, Mike Concho, Jay Huggins, UDA, Green Tree Hunter, Kush Cloud, Joshua Seensland, Organic Home Buds, Warren Nelson, Cam Wood, Maine Messy, Show Love Always, Kelly Stone, Texas OG, Chuck Norris, Sarge Claire Fresno, Happy Guy. 311 mix up kinder grows up green hey g front tree mmj matt sa ball dragonfly beat justice man travis waltz lucky mike seattle chronic seeds king chronic titan for bus proceeds jango 
Yes, well, that's a play. John Smith, Tom Joyko, Bob King, Raz, Pop Little, Soul Roll, Spiky Pilot, Oscar Green Jr., Matt Silbert, Into Eleven, Stephanie V, Shark Bleed, 989, Von Braun, Sovereign Gardens, Joner Nation, 420, Joe White, Bucks, 1313, Grower, Painted Lady, Frank Booth, Jay Myers, Jamid, the chat, Mr. Manny D, Bag C, Dr. G, G, C, Jeff Shredder, 911. Dutch Gross 420, uh, Scallywag 420, Skillable 1, Medgrower 1, Empire Breaking Coke, Rolly Lost Leaf, Liam Mass, Danny Dangle, B Bear 7, Ali Noble, CK Tom Trinidad, Loney Jester, Spoken with Small Town, Tim Mess, Mr. Lacey, Grafter Gross, Rob, Automation is Freedom, Robert is Hazelton, Robert Hazelton, George Michigan, Four Double Tap Farms, Mr. Grome, Green Thumb, 420, 808, Recruiting Prospects, Cannabis Driver, Hate and Life, Kenny 710, Operation. Grove T Ben TM42696 Rude Nuts Hammered uh, Dr. Scrambles BB Roomlox GHF Double J Bio Green Stealth Grower 56 Hanky Sinky 420 OG KP Ganjanana Your Mama Georgia Joe Roy Rodriguez Be Growing Nature's Best Nugs Killer B Grows Ganja Whisker Husky Guards Nut Tree 420 Dr. U Soil for Life Bully for Life Jeff Row 420 Beavis 698 Dr. Franklin Booty Dr. Goddamn I'm Baked Ted's Test Terrific fat boy. Jack Greenstock, in response to your invitation, if I come to Las Vegas, it'll come to hang, not to be on that show. 420, 420, Booms Farm, Charlie Farms, 420, Aldrich, 25, Aldrich, 25. Smiley's Garden, I love you, brother. JT's, Misty's Nugs, Smoky Girl, Frazier, Grokowski, Twisted Roots, Faded Farm, 420, Jeff Dorowski, Genetic Memory Farms, Evolve, 420, Cameron, Mr. Bagsy, Jill Carter, Mystic Marks, Mystic Grower, Ginger Snaps, DTE, Rose, Rick Wolf, DLP, 2372, Ned Diver, Mike Denver, Sergeant Pepper 420, Ken Trooper, Blind Cat 420, Light Up Again, Tim, UKSIF 420, Buddha Boy, Devin Shipwreck, Medical MJ, Budsville, USA, Resurrection Prophet, Chris Martinez, Dink Man 420, Dink Man Dan, Red Center Farms, Good Luck, Tony Belton, Chicha B, Most Hated Grower, The Major General 420, Army, The American One, W Digger 714, Sharate's, Kineo, Genetics, Mountain Skies, Ready Hit That Hot Fire, Chris Martins, Kia, and Save for Opic, Sergeant Live. Seppley Cam, Finger Lake Fanatics, Bridge Pad, Dozer Moon, Southern BT Grower, Truth Medical, Jerry Bear, Plus One Mushroom, Secret City, Pioneers, My Little Tent, 2042 Space Walker, Christian, Tree Mump, T Barrington, Heart and Soul, Homegrown, Might Be, T Dwayne, East Coast Will, Heidi Day, Galactic Earth, John Smith, Elliptus Financial Farms, Pacific Northwest Seeds, Roscoe, Paul Lemon, Holco, Trench, Rita's Juicy Life, 420 Grant Manual, Mary Bond, Semi Sizzle, Nine Inch Colas, Chris Wu, DK, Trades, Vision Guru, the Kind Brew, Cannon Nation, JJ Wires, Dan the Indoor Marine, Gromies Homies, Hamilton Grown, Clip Smoke, Keystone, Canaflight, PA Big High, 710, Eugene Greenleaf, Ace Drew Hustle, Fred Dern, Carlos, North Arizona Beer Grow 420, No Cello, Jesse White, Casting Yeti, Introvert Tonight, So So J, Fixing Robin, Mr. Killer 8, Mo, James Buttercream, C Dove from Norcal, the Pharmacy Seed Bank. 
Deadhead, Smokey616, Curtis Mayhead, Matt Myring, Morte, Rick Amen, Stephanie Door, Antenna Seeds Web, Carius K, Mike Grubowitz, Drew Bear 420, Maxi751, Lawrence Gonzalez, Slow to Get Up, Stu Moo, Popco719, Bake with Shake Baby, Old Smoke, PWC Grow Buds, Laura Wasp, Mr. Weed Blunt, Old School Grower, Chad Westport, Honcho Glory, Flora Nugs, My Little Piece of Heaven, Poochie Town Squeed, Goliath Grower, Richard T, Crispy Wannabe, Mr. Soul Food Spectrum, Gone God, Larry Hanson, Real, 2,000 Years of Tradition, Mr. D. Connolly, Pim Jamic, Face, Show Me Satisfied, Fuck Googling You, Going Well, Canadian Restore, Poor Dirt Farm, Call Right, Zephner, Humble Farms, Tannery Farms, Sheldon Scene, Oak Park Gardens, Hale 9782, Skunk Packs, Martial Artist 2012, Michael Slave Hafner, Danny McDizzle, Medically Fit, KGB, Robert, Mr. Green Fingers, Motherfucking Thomas, Ryan Chicosa, Plenty, Monkey Balls, Andrew Chabby, Bobby Lynn, me, Trent Zigger, Mr. Mac, Tony Like Blown, Bill S, Weed Peace, Tater Delicious, Minty Country Roots, You're on Fire Genetics, Earth Creeper, Big Ray 420, Teeny 101, Buds and Hazard, Mr. Club 14, Beater B Man 5616, Not Love North, Max Groom and Ruby. Wild Bobby, Sean Bids, Rescue Ready, Roadside, LLC, Notorious Nugs, Magma Seeds, and Father and Son, Trimming Tutorials, Sub T, Dank, Jose Ramirez, Perez, Talk with the Hut, 420, Moonbug, Man, TR420, Community Videos, Detroit River Rat, Louis Garcia, Monk B, AJ Everyday, Captain Bob, Channel Bob 13, Fort Main, 420, Med Grower, Cookies Coops, In for the Grill, Jake Kendricks, Ted, uh, Captain Bob, I think I doubled up on that. Backwoods, all good. Sally Mansell, Adam Skankin, Chanel Simpson, One Smoke Away, Conjure Roads, Kazoo, Aaron and Bernard Truth, Miss, uh, Miss Lincoln Stinkin, again, repeat. Angel Studios, MG, The 420 Grow Temp, Paul T. Elliott, John Fleming, Dankovich, Fiber Wild, Polly P. Seldom Seen, Elevated, Lenny Organic, Sunman, Chiba Sunny, Jeffel Pollock, Ricardo Sosa, Dan J. Earth Friendly Farming, Candy Forest Farmer, Fuck All That Be, The Misfit Grower, Jason Lyon, Five. One, two, Snake Eyes, Northern Four, Four, Six, Six, Jason Graceful, Stoner Baker, MD, Stony Creek, Russ Sonic, Fringe Dweller, Tarzan Superman, Old Man, Hermit Hash, Freebird, Mogor, Madigar, Simple Man, Survival Time, Tim Blake, Golf Coast Chronic, Stink Fat, Calero, Calero. Harley Grower, Jen God, Steve College, Todd Kendricks, Property Maintenance, Sharpie Hate, Sharpie, The Island Hate, Scuba Steve Speaks, J.R. Reem, Property Maintenance, Randy K, Steve College, CCDR, Wardrobe Farming, Randy Grande, Pip 1000, Ace Booth 3223, Wake Up, Captain Freedom B, Puffer Smiles, 15 Digit, Miskin Ganja Hash, Fred C, Super Bob, Broski 808, Weekend at Bernie's, Kate Bag, Justin Station, Strong Style Organic, Sippy, I Manic, Honesty, K Hal, Me All Flower, Brent Boo, Todd Kendricks, Kendricks, Newtons, K and T, Chris D, Two Serum, Photon, Throw, Daddy Dread, Robert Matthews, Ancient Soul, Grown, Kevin Jiu Jitsu, Cannon Health and Happiness, Berserk 215, Collab, Low Cut, Abu Trendley, Mo Manic, Mez, Raz, Fancy, Helen, Huge, Janus, James T, Atomic, Spoon, Miss Jill, Big Daddy, LT Gardens, High Flower, 420, Lobster, Brush, Brother, Mother Tree, Maine, Red Pill, Yo Boy, Roy Boy, Aesthetic, Shannon Gibbons, Ruhan, Rick W, Comfortable. 
Family Mill, One Smoke Away, Day 40 Show, Richard Lamb, Red Pill 710, Canvas for Zoop, K Rolling, K Rolling, Worthy Buzz, Hogan Man 81, Oil and Flower Podcast, Hunter Aspect, Warren Dixon, Pink Lady Luck, El Mondo 420, Surrounded by Keith Rowry Farms, Fringe Dwellers, Single Fathers, Happiness Without Good, Richard Forbes, David Pimenta, B4, B Funk, Nick and T, John Reese, What About Bob, Fritz, Patty, Dave Neal, Bergman, Green Puffin Man, Reed Dungley, James Chung, Sarge Gross, 818, John Langs, Carolina Roots, Sister Golden Air, Dana L. Dankaruno, KNF Gardens, Blank 1032's One Only Free, Farmer James, Crypto Dope. HIP Grow, Mad Green, Chronic Wonder, Sunrise Grow, Top Floor Genetics, Small Vision 420, K2 Cannabis, Jesse Fisher, My Dog Nelia, Alex Hardy, Hardy Gear, Daniel Gross Photos, Mitten Grown's Med, Sunrise Grows, Lexi Brittany and Koo, you know I love you, No Limit 916, Grumpy Toe Alchemist, and Canna Manx, Soul Born and Dixon, Ross, Joe, Dirty, uh, Alex D, Dirty Orchid, Bass, High Power, Thunder Dan, Propagation Station, John McDaniel, Lisa Mary, Sarge Rose 818, Blaze Daily, Pride Piper, Professional, Eagle Proud Warrior, Sim Smiles for You, Frank Usada, the, the Date Duchess, Kino Kelly Maxwell, Captain 420, CFAT, What About Bob, Ill Jester, Pops Room, Sean Gorski, Jen Doe, Dungeon Gangster, THC4, PTSE, T Barrington, Nacho Grown, Swamp Camp, Polaro, Cannabinka, Best of Because, Jen, John Doe, Mr. Manny D, Cannon Ferrari, 428, AB Normal, Frank Guerrero, Bear Free, Jay Brent, CK, Brown Guy 420, McAdurn 420, Burning Tree, Maine, EA, Gray Sun, Grown 207, Hydro Daily, Hamlet GG, Jamie Green, Supreme Grape, Sony Rockefeller, Caveman Cannabis, Proof City, Zen, Hawaii Sustainable, Midnight Roots, Dead Sinners, Knuckles, Muggle P, Polly B, Quick B, Nimble, Bud E, Kilowatts, Michael D, 4889, Disbanded Brothers, Man, Joseph, Grace Medicine RX, Great Keeping Chief, Hydro Daily, Concerned American, uh, Cannabis 411, Freedom of Speech, Dr. Joinsworth, D Street, Ganja Seduto, 710, Alice Upside Down, Dusty Stevenson, Victoria Baduce, What About Bob, Sacred Gardens, Vic, Gus Gross, Slick Brick Gate, Dog Collins, Dave in St. Louis, Amoon Watts, Cassine, Yeti, Ed Grant, um, MN Drone, Uncle Elmer, Off Grant Church, Christopher 54, Last 54, Matthew Soul SoCal, Sue Illinois, Man Beaters, Jake's Proof of Genetics, Sir Course Genetics, Sonar Do, Joel and Jen from North Star Genetics, Carol Ann, Carol Ann, Mr. Uncry, PTA, B13 Lib, Ruby on Perfection, XX Elite, GP, Uncle Stoner, Crispy Treat Christian, Growers Paradise, D Grown Kitchen, I See Need, Decoy Bacon, Mr. Scotto, Fresh Break One, J. Allen, Big Bob Grohl, Jolly Cannon, Australian Grohl, Jucka 420 Guard, Daniel Phillips, Mr. Nowhere Man, Selling Sally, Silly Seashells, Mike Steve, 562 Ganja, James Professor, Green Ghost Genetics, Enzo, B. Benson, Astro Charlie, Sativa Smart, 4 GTC, A. Bush, Dr. Astro, Charlie again, Dirty Hole Garden, CK, James C. Weaver, Growing Homes, Corey Gagnon, Green Hill Farms, Hillbilly Herbs, Tasty Worm Turbs, Skunky Brewster, YBF, Larry OG, Abolished Farms, Spartan OG, Green, Johnny Green Thumb 710, Michigan Wildflower, Seldom Seen, Gambler, Todd O'Connor, DP 710, Caribou TV, Virginia Herbs, Red Purimo, Equilibrium Genetics, Trophy Truck, Skyway, Kevin O'Donnell, 
School of Crops, Stupid Trucker, eBay Bud Trender, The Glass Girl 420, Ted Nugs, uh, Matt Javine, Great 77, Ted Nugs, Mr. Skunk Ake, Glassworks, Beast Mode 347, Mike Atomic Skeeter, JMA182, Justin Gucci, Webcam, Dot Dot Dot, Dan Scone, Baby Fat, Jay Kuda, Piff 1000, Dan Sony, Sunshine Farm, Daydream, Matt Steyer, Mountain Larry, Scotty Nowhere, Justice Make, Not Sure, Red Bear Farms, Two Dog Bugs, Two Dog Seeds, Butt Plug, Bungaloo, Luck E, Claude E, Goslin, some meditation music in the background, which I'm probably going to need right after this fucking show. Man, I'm just pressing some shit right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, am I the only high one? <laughs> Maybe. All right. Lucky Cloudy guys on Mouty World, CT Gardens, Benny Ben, Up and Name, Mr. Mardu, Curse Troop Firms. What in the hell is this thing got? The fuck is this thing playing? Can't play that. <laughs> Nothing like awkwardness. On top of awkwardness, on top of awkwardness, on top of awkwardness. Sure, five sentimental green goddess, Alberta canvas grower, Earth Creeper, Don Hazelhurt, Madness, John Gall, Coomer, Robert Hazelhurt, Rittenhouse, Pedro Dizzy, Joey Berger, Mr. Bill, Mikey from uh, Maui Oats, Missy Dancer, Dragonfly Earth Medicine, Thunder Dance, St. Louis Sun Grown, Super Bob, Dutch Girls 420, Tough Impact, Mr. Tree. Green Gypsy One, Das Two Four Seven, Dirty Rotten Imbecile, Steady Gains, Gingerbug, Sovereign Hay, Paco Paco Smartphone, Brad B Ridley, Bell F, Tough Impact, Crazy People Doing Stuff, Wait High, Multiple Divisions, Patty O, Bears Growing at Home Invaders, Get No PD, Blue Kiss Gardens, Crack Babies, DWC, Shorty for Life, Token Party, Supernatural, Brittany Cole, Sacred Gardens, Rossell, Joy One Love, No BS, Penny Pebble, Penny Pebbles, Rippers, Frank Rowdy 420, Chef J. Reese, Dog Days Garden, Clarine, Corrine, Big Force 54, excuse me, 423 Garden, my heart goes out to you. And your father. That's all I can say. Ozzy go out to her. Also with uh, Johnny Green or Johnny Seed, who's got a surgery coming up as well. Hearts and prayers to you, brother. Hopefully you're feeling well. Luke Cell, Pearly Baker, Christ, Christ, Tricone Jungle, Diggity Dink, Lord Al the Beastly, Laura Camp, Swimmer 22. The Grow Boss, Jim Clemmer, NB Closet, Med Grower, Blinded by the Light, Weed, The Weed Fairy, Inner Grow No, Miss Vicious, Doc Callis, Mr. Toad, Uncle Rick, Mr. 12 and 12, Cassie the Firebreaker, Mark Leafly Hill, Panda Cat PK, Urban Remo, Red Dragon Brothers, 
journey of a grower, Dabcat, JG, GML, shout out to you for supporting the show, Leafly Wiggly, Cam the Cannon Man, High and Type 420, P and G, shout out to you, the humble local 2.0, Nick D, K Good Farms, Zachary G, Say Your Wolf, B U, Eddie Alvarez, Turf Wizard, Paisley Farms, S.103, Drewzilla, MK Ultra, Tilbert CK, last but not least, sweetest 207. Oh, I don't even know how much of that you heard. If you heard any of that, since my fucking audio was malfunctioning. Oh, man, I still just am shooken by Jack's response there. Wishing sleeping dogs lay. That had nothing to do with anybody involved here or this platform. But you're entitled to your opinion. It is what it is. I respect you and Smiley. Cheers. To the rest of you guys, thank you for tuning in. I greatly respect everybody on that list. Tuning in, helping out, being a part of the show. This is the end of your day, your journey. Please get some rest. If this is the beginning of your day, your journey, uh, please take time for a little bit of self-love, some meditation, a little bit of reflection, I think. And uh, along the lines of your Tuesday, Please take time to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. Anymore, so is this show. It gets by, has been getting by with a little bit of help from the friends for a minute now. For a minute now. Thank you, Smiley, for kicking me in the ass all these years. Keeping this going. I appreciate all you guys very much. Your opinions, your knowledge, your presence. I love you guys. Hold out for that last minute. Just want to say cheers and good to one of you guys. I love the kind of being hung there with the song. Happy 420, guys. Wow, that fit, didn't it? That played well. Fuck yeah, cheers. Happy 420, guys. I'll see you tonight. I'm not sure if I got a guest, hopefully. <laughs> if not, I'll try to come in early. Later, guys.